fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Habner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile Hey everybody, and welcome to another season of the Fantasy Fullback Dive, brought to you by the good people at the Roto Street Journal, paving your way to fantasy excellence, acting as your lead blocker to fantasy glory, and making all your football-related fantasies come true. I'm your host, Nat the Truth Jones, with me as always, the Wolf of Roto Street himself, and it's, this is, how many, how many seasons have we been doing the Fantasy Fullback Dive at this point? Is this like seven years? I think, yeah, six, seven at least. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Cannot wait for 2023 to kick off. What a way we have to start it. I can't believe we're still just churning it out, baby. I fucking we, love this truth. Let's go. Happy I know. week one. <laughs> I can't, I'm so jacked up. I'm sure you things. I mean, we we have our great podcast. You and I have legitimately probably recorded like 500 podcasts together <laughs> at this point. But one consistent thing is we always get super excited for week one, Thursday night football. And sometimes it lives up to all the hype and sometimes it doesn't. But we're usually pretty drunk at some point during the process and having a good time. And so I'm really looking forward to this one. It's a good matchup. We got the Chiefs. We got the Lions. The Chiefs obviously uh, facing some real question marks, you know, because of some things that have happened that we're going to talk about in just a second. And the Lions, kind of everybody's offseason darling. I got a little bit of skin in the game tonight. You got anybody going tonight? Truth, I got a huge night. I'm facing Mahomes. I'm facing oh. Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, I am geez. just prepared to get absolutely slapped around. My defense yeah. against them is Jared Goff as I punted the quarterback position in my auction. So, hey, if he can go off, I actually have a couple stats in my favor here with Jared Goff. So hoping that he can match and keep pace and just kind of sling it. In games that feature over-unders of 50 or more, Jared Goff averaged 293 passing yards, fifth most in those circumstances, 20.2 points per game the QB9 so I'm hoping just hoping Jared Goff has a little magic in him and that's my cue for everybody out there start him with me if you're questioning Jared Goff I'm plus six ECR slight owner bias perhaps yes but also I really do think we got a a nice shootout brewing on our hands and I think the Lions will keep this competitive now with some of the news we're about to dive into yeah I I agree with that Uh, you want Goff to have a little bit of magic but you don't want it to go to the sun god unfortunately and that is where I'm suspecting a lot of the mad magic I'm, I got Montgomery, who is going to play in one of my flex spots. And other than that, I just have uh, Harrison Butker. So got a little bit. I'm interested in what's going on. Uh, I really am very intrigued by Montgomery. I'd, I'd love to see like where he fits in here. I'm giving him the start over some other guys that I think are, are pretty good. So hopefully uh, my I'll, part of that, you you know how it is. I want to have some action on Thursday night. I don't, I don't Of course. For week one of the season, you, you got to get a little Thursday night action. If, even if it's a couple of rankings difference. You got to just get your guy in, get some action on the night. The one thing, and you brought up a good reminder for everyone out there, you don't want your Thursday night guys in the flex. Right. That that being said, I do totally understand if you have, and you have Pollard and uh, Derrick Henry, right? You're not demoting any of them to the flex. So I I don't, I think the the risk of something happening between now and the season, uh, granted this offseason has been as one for the ages this last week with Kelsey and Cup and God knows who else. 
still, I don't think you can send either of them to the flex. It just throws off the entire locker room. You know yeah, I mean? I don't, I don't, the last thing I want to do is offend Derrick Henry right before. We, <laughs> yes. So anyway, we're going to get into it right before we get into it. We're going to talk over mm-hmm. under. We're going to talk about point spread, stuff like that. We got an article uh, on the website that we want to pump. But before we do that, love it if you could give us a like on social media, whatever you're doing. We got a decent crowd already. This is a little earlier than we usually start because we want to make sure that we could cut off Definitely hard cutoff time by 8.20. We want to be ready to, to watch uh, starting with the kickoff. So maybe we'll finish way early. Maybe we'll go right down to the wire, but that's why the early start. So thanks for being here. Tell your friends, get as many people in here as we can. And get all those questions. the early start, we'll be able to really kill the mailbag. Absolutely. Get all the questions. Looks like we already have almost 20 in the mailbag to start the show. You'd love to see that, as we promised. We will hit every single one of them. We'll go through my weekly preview ahead of that. And then we'll hit all your questions for the last hour or so of this show. So about 35, 40 minutes of content. And then the rest is dedicated to all of your questions. But as you said, Truth, the thumbs up button, if you're enjoying what you hear, is so greatly appreciated. continues to help us grow. If you haven't subbed and you enjoy what you're hearing, we're live four times a week answering your questions. So please do consider joining the Wolfpack, helping us continue to grow. Shall we dive in, though? Let's go, right? Let's get in. Um, So we got, obviously, Thursday Night Football coming up. The Lions are playing in Kansas City. We got an over-under of 53-and-a-half, and and the Lions are a a 4.5-point underdog. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, so with Kelsey in, I thought the Chiefs would just roll, smash. This wouldn't be a no-brainer. I still kind of like the Chiefs to win to cover the 4.5-and-a-half at this point, they're at home, and I was looking up some stats. Andy Reid, there's a lot of research on bye week Andy Reid and how he smashes. He's even better. Like Week one is the ultimate bye week. He's had the entire offseason. They always come out slinging no matter what. They are now 5-0 and in the, in the um, first weeks with Pat Mahomes, and they have scored now in those games 60. Well, the total over-unders on those games have gone 65, 62, 54, 56, and 66 points. So we're looking at most likely a Chiefs win and just a smattering of points on this game. I am a little nervous that this over-under seems a little high with no Kelsey right now, with the Lions maybe trying to slow this game down, pound it out. I actually, despite the history I just said, think it's going to be a Chiefs win, a Chiefs cover, and an under on that, which would not – the Chiefs consistently cover, they consistently win – I do think that's going to happen. And I also, as much as I hate to say it, it's week one, of course you want the points. So it's so hard to not go after that. But I really think 53 and a half without Kelsey, I think this game goes a little bit slower than we expect and doesn't ultimately be the shootout that we're all praying for. Uh, I think that everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. And even with that, I'm going with the Chiefs, the Chiefs to cover, and I'm hitting the over. Obviously, you know, we've seen the, the Chiefs' past performances. They, they tend to go over, go over, go over. And admittedly, this is a completely – this is a whole different animal. But I've said a bunch of times in the offseason leading up to this season, at this point, Mahomes is in a category where in, until I see him kind of fall on his face, until I see him not really perform, I'm just going to assume they're going to put up the points. And I, I know that's not a super uh, data-driven thing for me to say, but, you know, I'm, I'm just – I'm assuming they're going to come from somewhere, and I'm interested to see where. That's how much faith I have in him. Absolutely. Uh, and as we alluded to with that news, so we're both on the Chiefs covering the points. You're over. I'm under. I, go over. Just have fun with the points. I mean, come on. Like, it's – again, they've gone over that every single game in the, the week one with Pat Mahomes. Andy Reid is 9-1 and one as well with the Chiefs in week one too. But – the big news is Travis Kelsey's out, 
And some of your set starts tonight are likely related to Sky Moore as a result. I do think he's going to be the main vein here for Patrick Mahomes. And ultimately, he's up to my wide receiver 31, a definite strong wide receiver three flex type of play here. I think he could really go eight catches, 80 to 90 yards, potentially a touchdown. I know he did nothing last year, but all the offseason reports where he was the every snap wide receiver one, him, MBS, and obviously we know what MBS is, and it's nothing special. So at this point, I think Sky Moore has the most upside among anyone here. I do think Jarek McKinnon becomes a little bit more interesting for if you have running back questions. Hopefully in week one, when you have every team available and most of your team healthy at this point, you don't necessarily need to go to the McKinnon depths. But we know Mahomes is going to be lacking reliable targets. I wouldn't be shocked at all if McKinnon gets heavily involved, at least while we're considering DraftKings, Showdown, that type of stuff. I love McKinnon at 5,600. I love Sky Moore at 4,800. You can captain Mahomes there uh, with those savings at the wide receiver position and still get an Amon Ross, St. Brown, maybe a Josh Reynolds to really round it out and get a nice cheap play in there to fit all these studs in. Uh, That's where I'm kind of leaning. And ultimately, my underdog slip, I tweeted it out. If you're interested in tailing this with me, I have Sky Moore over 44 and a half yards. Pat Mahomes is a bonus on underdog for those of you who haven't used it yet. Half yard. I think he can cover a half total yard tonight. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I have going over 31 and a half receiving yards. I think he's going to smash that. The running back position, Chiefs allowed the most receptions and receiving yards to it. And Jamar Gibbs is one of the most elite receiving prospects we've seen come in here. Going to be Dan Campbell's version of Alvin Kamara after his New Orleans Saints days. So whether you want to hit the three and a half receptions or 31 and a half yards, I love Gibbs to clear either. St. Brown for six and a half, as much as I hate to admit it because I'm facing the guy, he's going to have 12 receptions tonight. I think he could double up six and a half receptions. And Tailing that, you know, I locked that in with Jared Goff going for over 257, as alluded to, in games with over-unders of 50 or more. He averages over almost 300 yards a game, 293 yards per game. So I think Goff also smashes that. Those are my five picks, 10 bucks to win 200. Feel free to tail me on that one, but I love each of those over-unders. Did any stick out to you, Truth, before we move on from this game? Well, I really love the Mahomes over half a yard pick. (laughs) Definitely is the one that I gravitate most to. No, I think they're all good. I mean, what my main thing, you know, I I think the Amon Ross St. Brown pick is money. I think the Goff is probably money also. Sky Moore, I see where you're coming from, and the yards have to come from somewhere. So 44 and a half does not seem like too much. I'm just dying to see what we're going to see out of Jameer Gibbs. There's so many – you know, we have all these questions in the offseason leading up to this stuff. And then when when football starts, it's like we get we get them all answered. And it's like that's what we've been waiting for. So I can't wait to see how that shakes out. I really, really like those. Like I said, Amon Ross St. Brown over six and a half receptions. I would slam that all night. Um, yeah. And I'm sorry you're going against him. I, I love that guy. And would we be shocked if the Lions just wrecked the Chiefs? I'd be shocked if they wreck them. I wouldn't be shocked if they won. There's, I can't see them ever wrecking them. The Chiefs are just too competitive. I, no so I, I tend to agree with you. Now, I mean, I just want to remind us. So we're picking for the second year in a row. It might even be more than two years in a row. We're both jumping on the defending Super Bowl champion. Um, and, and when you and I were both like, yeah, Rams over Buffalo last year, took yeah, us man. about two weeks to see that like we were just dead wrong. And yeah. the Rams had one of the worst seasons just about ever. Uh, meanwhile, while you were talking about McKinnon and stuff there, you got like three questions about McKinnon. So perfect. Yeah. So that's, and that's why we do this. And that's why I know a lot of you sitting there, fucking just answer my question guy. Like we don't really care about all this, but a lot of the news and a lot of the higher lower hail Marys we give is meant to prompt some questions, make you think a little bit. Uh, so that's why we do this. And, and we appreciate your patience as we get to it. I know so many, you probably just here. 
for the questions, but hopefully you enjoy the content along the way. It prompts some thinking. So definitely get those McKinnon questions, the Sky Moore questions. I mean, Noah Gray, do you need to punch your tight end position because you're, you're dealing with a Travis Kelsey emergency? Maybe that's the last bit of news I'd say here is with that Travis Kelsey out, I would definitely first look. We'll talk about tight ends higher, lower, Hail Mary, but check for Juwan Johnson. He's out there in over half a leagues. He'd be my first option. Luke Musgrave's out there in a bunch of leagues as well as Jake Ferguson. And if somehow all three of those guys are out there, 0% owned Cole Turner. We're going to talk about later in tight end Hail Marys, uh, but I absolutely love Cole Turner coming up this week, and especially as a DraftKings $2,500 punt. So we'll get there momentarily. Uh, but yeah, that covers pretty much Thursday night football. Truth is one thing you said that I did want to react to in week one, this is just kind of an overarching theme. And, and Sigmund Bloom talks about this one of my favorite analysts I discovered this summer. I don't know how I didn't know about him. He's unbelievable. Uh, but he always talks about how you really have to have your brain massaged and loose and limber because you learn so much in week one. You have all these narratives going in and all these preconceived thoughts and you have to be ready to toss him out the window. And it doesn't mean overreact you one bad week to a stud or anything of that nature. But if you see data points, if you see usage that we weren't expecting, certainly with the waiver wire guys as well, you have to be ready to act real fast in week one because we're about to see what is the script the fantasy gods have for us this year. So far, it hasn't been pretty. So my guess is an ugly horror show. We will find out shortly. But you have to be ready to act. And you have to, you know, yes, no overreactions, but also you gotta. You also have to be loose, limber, flexible, stretch it out, get ready to go. Yeah, I mean, because uh, along those same lines, week one, that that's usually where the biggest waiver splash is. You know, like mm-hmm. so, like you got to be ready to pounce if you're looking to fill something. Got to be ready to bid. Got to know who you're bidding on and when. So uh, yeah, lot to do, and that's just a long way of saying we're gonna get into week one news. Um, and like I said, we'll be done definitely, definitely hard finished by eight twenty. Let's get into week one news. There's only one quarterback really to talk about, and that, of course, is Joe Burrow. He was a full participant, which is nice to hear for any Burrow owners or Bengal fans in Thursday's practice. Uh, Looks like he's probably going to be playing week one against the Browns. I mean, he's been sidelined early in training camp, but he appears to be pretty much over that. And so, you know, moving into week one, you've still got him and pretty much all the experts around still have him as a high-end quarterback one. There's no doubt about it. You fire up Joe Burrow, and it's great to have no concerns about it entering week one. Moving to running back, Broncos coach Sean Payton says Javante Williams will play a big role versus the Raiders in week one. The Raiders were a top five matchup, a great spot for running backs last year. This is great news. And honestly, the fact that a big role this quickly after such a seemingly devastating knee tear, you got to feel good about Javante Williams. And I would put him in most lineups. Let us know if you have a Javante Williams question because there is some risk. Maybe he starts slow, but it sounds like the usage won't be slow at least. Heading into week one, you love to hear it. Yeah. Um, all right. So Dalvin Cook. Now, this, is, this Jets running back situation is going to be very interesting. This is another thing. I just have no idea what to expect. Uh, but supposedly <laughs> he's a full go for week one against the Bills, and he will not be limited in practice leading up to that. Um, so, I mean, he's responding well, to, allegedly at least, to his first action of the offseason. Who knows if, if any of that's true. But, I mean, we've seen Dalvin Cook. We, we know he's a monster. Uh, There's a lot of people just wondering, speculating who's going to get the heavier workload between Brees Hall, who's obviously a stud as well, and Dalvin Cook. Um, And some of the smart uh, minds on it are saying they might want to – Cook might hold a slight edge early, and then maybe Brees Hall will eclipse him. But honestly, there's just about no uh, breakdown of of carries and time on the field and stuff that would shock me. I don't know what to expect at all. But he's healthy. That's the news. That's the big news. 
I would be avoiding this backfield in week one. Let us know if you yeah. have Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook questions for sure. Get those in the mailbag. I, it's a tough matchup against the Bills either way, and it's such a who knows how this split will go, especially early on with Brees likely getting eased back into action. I don't necessarily want to use either of them quite yet. If Cook comes and rips off 20 carries, then maybe next week we fire him up. But I'm avoiding this backfield in week one. Colt running back situation, we might get some questions about them. And honestly, I don't think we should. Taylor, obviously the PUP. Who knows if we'll see him all season? I personally don't think unless he gets traded, he's going to shed another drop of blood for the Colts. So I've been out on him. If he gets traded, then we can absolutely revisit it. But while he's absent, Zach Moss is back in practice, limited on Thursday, muddying up already what was a pretty gross situation. There's Evan Hull, a nice, intriguing rookie, good receiving profile. Deion Jackson was also pretty efficient with his work last year. We know what Zach Moss is, and it isn't pretty, but a three-headed nightmare when Anthony Richardson truly is the RB1 here. I don't really want to get cute and try any of these guys. You don't need them in week one. I really, really hope at least. All right, our guy Cordero Patterson, Falcons running back, was limited in Thursday's practice. Not sure what that means or how that will affect because I have no idea how the guy's going to be used. They say he's using the Joker role, which in theory could be a kind of sexy role for Patterson, who you probably could have gotten for peanuts in your auction or in your snake draft and maybe could probably still pick up on waivers pretty easily. We'll see what happens. He did, however, uh, participate in back-to-back practices to start the week which was an encouraging sign, um, but like it says in the in the copy, and we've talked about it, it'd be kind of hard to trust him as anything more than kind of a Hail Mary of his own. Yeah, you're not starting, and he would be my one of my Hail Mary plays of the week. I do think he's worth a stash on running back needy teams, especially in deep leagues. Only 6% rostered right now, so very good chance he's out there. We've seen the guy make play after play, and this might be a better role for him, sure. Less volume, absolutely, with Bijan and now Tyler Algier also well ahead of him, but moving around, playing positionless football, even lining up a tight end over training camp, that actually might end up boosting his stats to where he was a monster in those early couple weeks just two seasons ago. If that's his role, they do need playmakers at receiver. I could see Patterson surprising and being one of those early waiver pickups. Just have him on your watch radar list at this point. Wide receiver news. We all know at this point that Cooper Cup has been ruled out. It's brutal. It's tough if you drafted early. I had a lot of teams on best ball, and I loved getting Cooper Cup in my top five. So this one stinks. No doubt about it. It does feel likely that he's headed towards the IR. No official word quite yet. But in his absence, Van Jefferson's going to assume that wide receiver one role. I think he's potentially worthy of a stream. I hope you don't have to go that deep at this point. But I have some teams where I splurged on running back in auctions where I might be looking at a Van Jefferson stream. It's also worth a speculative ad in deeper leagues. Puka Nakua, a intriguing rookie that does fit the Cooper Cup mold a little bit better than Van Jefferson. Very shifty. Got a lot of backfield snaps even. They were talking about using him there as their quote-unquote Debo Samuel uh, this summer. So Puka Nakua definitely going to be heavily involved in these first couple weeks. Maybe he carves out a a very meaningful role as long as Cooper Cup is out. I think he's worth not a start this week, but if you have the bench space, you put Cooper Cup in the IR while he's out, maybe Nakua is the guy you give a little tryout to on your bench. Terry McLaurin was a full participant in Thursday's practice, and he continues to trend in a positive direction. He had a turf toe injury, which I hate those. Uh, in the second preseason game, and that looked like it was going to maybe keep him from starting the season. But he does seem like he's ready to play. We got one full day of practice to go, so barring setbacks, he's going to be a high-end wide receiver, too, in the home matchup against the Cardinals. And man, oh, man, the Cardinals look like they're going to blow. So if you got McLaren and he's healthy, throw him in there, definitely. Yeah, that's going to be a common treat theme tonight in our higher-lower Hail Marys. 
Whoever's facing the Cardinals, just have some fun and steamroll. I tried Packers to get the Washington, I tried to get the Washington defense on waivers to just going in and, and it, somebody bid six bucks on them. First week. Yeah. <laughs> I have them fired up in nearly every league that I don't have the Ravens facing Houston at this point. Packers receivers, Romeo Dubs does return to practice. Unfortunately, and this is a tough one because I spent some decent money on him. Christian Watson does remain sidelined. Mm-hmm. A new injury popped up uh, yesterday, a hamstring injury. And we know last year he dealt with a bunch of soft tissue things. So this is not looking great for Christian Watson. Uh, hopefully we see him get some Friday involvement. But even then it becomes a little riskier. Would he maybe flare up and get pulled out? Dobbs, at least, does seem like he will be in. And assuming the wide receiver one role, should Watson be out, would become a viable streamer. I have both of them on a team, and I'll definitely be plugging in Dobbs to fill in for Watson should he be out. It also makes Jaden Reed an interesting speculative ad at this point. Only 6% rostered, a really intriguing rookie that was dominating the slot snaps. I think he could be a nice, nice guy to put on your bench for a little tryout. I love any league that allows you to kind of churn roster spots. Tonight, for example, put Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on your bench. Probably useless, sure. If you have to get stuck with him after you add him and he plays, don't do it. But if your league allows your bench players to be cut even after they've been played, use a spot to just constantly be churning and checking these things out. I think Jaden Reed, a 4 o'clock game, uh, that's going to be a nice one to get a little speculative ad on on Sunday and see how he does. Jerry Judy, still dealing with that hamstring issue, has a, and this is in quotes, a chance to play week one against the Raiders. That's not super, super encouraging. But basically, uh, he did practice on Thursday, but he's likely remaining limited. Uh, but it is news because he has not had any setbacks, which is, you know, we, we know with the hamstring stuff, Cooper Cups had that setback, yeah. and now it's like we don't know when we're going to see him. So if you're a glass-half-full person, that's, that's good news for Judy. If you're a glass-half-empty, you're like, ah, oh, hamstring, he's still limited. So I don't know. If he does not play, obviously that's a big boost for guys. I mean, you know, Cortland Sutton is already the target number one, but also uh, they got a rookie, Marvin Mims, um, who would also see a little uptick there. If he's not able to play, we'll learn a little more uh, at the very end of the week. But as of right now, he's limited, but trending slowly in the right direction. Yeah, you got to at least feel decent because there was some speculation he might miss the first month of the season. So at minimum, he might miss this week, but you got to think he's getting ready for week two, week three at the latest. They didn't put him on the IR. So this is all good news that Jerry Judy, even if he misses this week, is in a good spot. Marquise Brown suddenly dealing with a hamstring injury. Everything seems to be trending down for him. He is a guy we were high on earlier this offseason because we thought Colt McCoy, one of the better backups of the league. And now they caught him. And now now it's Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon. So that already was a big negative. Now Marquise Brown's dealing with a hammy as well. I do think the Cardinals are going to completely suck, which ultimately will probably yield some decent volume for Brown if and when he's in. But this is a guy that has dealt with a lot of soft tissue stuff in the past. This has to make you a little bit nervous. It makes me more than a little bit nervous. Uh, yeah. Seattle, Seahawks, wide receiver. I mean, you, you could see the Cardinals just their season just being on ice already. They might not win a game. They might go after Caleb Williams, tank for him. If they're smart, they would. Just tank for Caleb Williams. Seahawks wide receiver Jackson Smith, Nagjiba, which I'm always worried about. <laughs> um, you know, wrist. He was a full participant in Wednesday's practice. Hurt his wrist during the preseason game against the Cowboys. And he did actually need surgery to take care of that. He is expected to contribute immediately once he gets on the field, and there is a chance that that could happen in week one against the Rams, who we've already talked about just being awful. Um, the Rams we'll, have the we'll, lowest we'll grade secondary by PFF entering 2022. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely, JSN could smash this team. And rounding out the receivers, Panthers wide receivers, Adam Thielen and DJ Chark do not practice on Thursday. 
definitely a concern. Jonathan Mingo, a very intriguing rookie out there in well over 80% of leagues right now. Well worth an ad if you are intrigued. I mean, I'm intrigued to see what Bryce Young, a very nice uh, developed passer coming into the league at this point. I'm intrigued to see what he does. And rounding out our news week one tight ends, Mark Andrews did practice. Uh, He's now practiced back-to-back days and is definitely on the right side of questionable. I'd expect him out there in Houston doing his damn thing. Number one tight end of the week now that Kelsey has been ruled out. Zach Ertz was limited. Maybe he plays. I don't really get why the Cardinals want to roll him out at all anyways, why they're not trying to trade him. Uh, Maybe they just can't get anything for him. It's 35-year-old veteran at this point. But it does definitely make Trey McBride's breakout path a lot muddier that Zach Ertz is looking ready to go. And then George Kittle has been practicing since Wednesday. That's good news after that groin injury does make his his status a little bit more sketchy, but ultimately it seems like he'll be out there. We need some good news at the tight end position. So let's hope he's out there. I think he could explode this year with Brock Purdy. And that does wrap up our news section. Wolfpack, thank you again so much for your patience as we move through this. The next section, again, will be our higher, lower Hail Mary, where we preview who I'm definitely starting, who I will consider sitting, and then my Hail Marys of the week. I do try to pick out some guys that you might be weighing in your matchup, so keep that mailbag filling up. we got about 30 questions, 40 questions at this point. Love to see it. Almost 30 of you here with us. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your Thursday night pregame here with us. It's so appreciated. If you enjoy what you're hearing, the thumbs up button does continue to help us grow and get out to more people. But let's start diving into the higher, lower Hail Mary. I'm going to try to burn through this in 20 minutes. So we have almost a full hour to hit any questions you guys have here in the mailbag. Keep them piling on. I will be to those questions after higher, lower Hail Mary. And starting at the quarterback position, who am I higher on this week? We already mentioned Jared Goff. So we will see how this one ultimately pans out after the fact. But just to reiterate those stats for anyone just joining us now, we have 293.8 yards, two touchdowns, and 20.2 points per game in games that have over-unders of 50-plus points for Jared Goff. So I do think he's a top 10 quarterback play this week. I'm six spots higher on the ECR than him. I do think he's well worth a stream. If you're a little bit needy at the quarterback position, let us know who you're weighing, who you're considering. But I do think Goff is in a great spot tonight. But in terms of after Thursday night football, you you won't be shocked by this one. You would be remiss if you did not bring Daniel Jones up in a positive light at some point. I apparently am the biggest Giants fan in the world. And obviously that's not true. I'm a diehard New England fan. But for fantasy purposes, everybody that's watched the show knows at this point, I am all in on Daniel Jones. Nobody is more rostered on my best ball teams, over 40% of my teams, well over $1,000 invested in Daniel Jones specifically at this point. What could go wrong? It's Daniel Jones. Uh, I have him at least two spots above the ECR at quarterback 12, though. He's ranked outside of the starters. And I just wanted to make sure to emphasize, if you have Daniel Jones, I definitely consider him a starter, even though it's not a great matchup. 22nd in points allowed were the uh, Cowboys, 14.29. But I do think this game does have potential shootout written all over it for Sunday night football. Daniel Jones, Brian Dayball, tandem in year two. All offseason, we've continued to hammer the parallels between Daniel Jones, cannon arm mobility, Josh Allen as well, cannon arm mobility. Now, I know Daniel Jones, he's not Josh Allen, but under Dayball's tutelage for two years, we saw an enormous leap from the quarterback 14 to the quarterback three for Josh Allen. And yes, they did add Stephon Diggs, but they also did add 
Darren Waller, not Diggs, and Jones isn't isn't Allen. I understand that, but a huge addition nonetheless. I think they kick off the season, show that this is an offense that is going to consistently put up 28 to 30 points a week, and they just have a shootout here on Sunday Night Football. He was, Daniel Jones, the quarterback six over the second half of last year. And again, that was before Waller, Hyatt, Paris Campbell, all these new additions. I think he picks up where he left off. We got the mobility point as well to raise the floor. I'm starting Daniel Jones wherever I have him. I think he has a big week one and continues a sick season from there. Guy we have been in agreement on the entire offseason is Deshaun Watson, and he falls into your lower category. Uh, for some Somehow, I mean, the experts have this got this guy up at QB 13 right on the fringe of starting. You drop him all the way down to quarterback 22. Uh, some of the higher, lower Hail Marys, they aren't as significant. We're talking about a spot or two difference, like the Jones one we mentioned, because it really did affect potential starting, not starting. But th- this is a, a marked disagreement between you and me, for that matter, and just about everybody else. Yeah, I want nothing to do with Watson this year, and that starts off in week one, as you mentioned, nine spots below the ECR. He's ranked ahead of Daniel Jones, who I was just raving about, and I can't understand it at all. Bengals are a bottom four matchup last year. Their secondary, they did lose a safety, but ultimately they only allowed 13 and a half points per game. And I should preface the saying, like last year's stats, we can't hang on to too much. Defenses change, players leave, coaches come in that either tune it up or big regression there. So you, you want to learn in the first couple of weeks what these defensive matchups are. But the Bengals defense on paper looks relatively the same despite that safety departure. Training camp reports, though, where everybody's in the best shape of their career, everybody's glowing, and everyone looks great. Sean Watson wasn't looking good. The beat writers from every side, whether it was the Eagles from the joint practices, whether it was the Cleveland guys in-house themselves, all talking that he didn't look great. And when you watch the preseason tape, he was skittish. He had that one bomb to Amari Cooper that made his stat look okay in that game he saw extended action. But the rest of those throws were all over the place. He looked uncomfortable in the pocket, just like we saw last year when he was the quarterback 30, quarterback 13, quarterback 21, quarterback 22, and then quarterback 8 in his starts. Truly one real legitimate top 12 quarterback week there, and he's ranked ahead of Daniel Jones. He's a fringe starter. There's no way I'm starting him in a tough matchup. I, I want nothing to do with him this year, and I, that begins with week one. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. He was great in the past, but it's been three years now right. since I've seen that. I want nothing to do with him. Agree completely. And uh, before we get into your Hail Mary to round out quarterbacks, I do want to just point out, because I'm looking at the questions that are coming in, uh, we appreciate the questions. Keep them coming. Uh, people are asking for suggestions. We're, we're going to get to all of you. We actually oh. we don't have a ton more content, maybe maybe 10 minutes or so. And, and then we're going to spend the last hour, if we need to, just talking about your questions and you know doing some sit starts of our own if we run out of questions. But we'll get to all of you, I promise. So, so uh, hang in there and, and hope, we'll probably be starting the mailbag in 10, 15 minutes. Absolutely. Uh, Sam Howell, that's your Hail Mary, right? 22% rostered. Yeah, I'm all in on Sam Howell this year. I think he's going to be one of the big rushes at the waiver wire this year. So get ahead of it. Go pick him up. Because one Arizona, people already said it a million times on this show, is a dumpster fire in every single aspect. And that includes their secondary, the fourth worst graded by pro football focus entering this season. We saw Howell light it up this preseason, 28 of 37, 265 yards, three touchdowns in addition to four rushes and 25 yards, and that's in about three quarters of action. 
The guy has great Konami upside. He had multiple rushing scores across last preseason. He had a rushing touchdown in his only start last year. So we know he can get the leg points. That He had over 1,000 rushing yards when he was at North Carolina his junior season. And I really just love this Eric Bieniemy offense. I think he's on, going to be on a mission this year to prove he deserves a head coaching gig away from Andy Reid. And based on the preseason usage, which you don't want to overreact to, he might have been facing some backups. But I did notice, one, a much pass-happier commander's team. Two, a much faster-paced commander's team. And then three, Bieniemy's a mismatch scheming nightmare. You saw the running backs moving all over the place. Jahan Dotson's a terror. I mean, between now, the fact that McLaurin's fully practicing, you got Dotson, Gibson out wide. I just think this offense is going to smash teams, uh, especially shitty teams like the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're going to really be able to put up their points. And I think it starts this week. And if you're desperate for a quarterback play, he's my quarterback 16, six spots above the ECR, ahead of Deshaun Watson, that's for sure. And if you really needed one other toss-up, maybe the two-quarterback league, when you missed out on Howell, I'm going to throw Baker Mayfield out there. The Vikings are atrocious. A bottom five secondary last year with no real additions, just everybody getting older. So I think they're going to continue to suck. They let, let up the second most pass yards in the league at 279 last year. And the best part is they're a points factory on offense. So it's just shootout after shootout. I think every week you're going to be well off if you're targeting games that face the Vikings. So even if it's not, in your seasonal league, I think Baker Mayfield and at least the weapons there make some interesting DFS plays against a awful Viking secondary when they're going to be chasing points all afternoon. Todd Bowles loves to throw the rock. I know he had Tom Brady and that influenced things, but I think that trend will continue at least while they're chasing points against the Vikings. And the awesome thing, you know, especially as it pertains to week one, we always throw out a couple things, storylines at the position we're watching. You got three of them written down. I agree with all of them completely. Obviously, we're going to be watching Anthony Richardson closely. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to see what happens there. And, and as far as established QBs starting with new teams, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the hard knocks has obviously gotten us even more fired up for that, but I can't wait for those either. That's going to do it for quarterbacks. Let's get into running backs. And I'm extremely excited when I saw your running back hire uh, guys that you're higher on because I got them both. And I got these two guys, and you got Raheem Mostert, who you got as your RB20. I'm not sure how many, where that uh, is compared to the experts. Six spots above the ECI. Above, and you got Antonio Gibson going against, surprise, surprise, the Cardinals. And you've got him as your RB25, <laughs> seven spots above uh, the experts. Just so you know, I got both of these guys in my auction for a combined $4. Whew. I can't believe Mostert went that cheap because he's the buzzy what? guy right now. Insane. That's way too cheap. And I love both these guys. We'll, we'll start with Mostert. I mean, the clear-cut lead running back at this point in the Dolphins offense. Yes, Devin, uh, Devon A-Chain, he has practiced in full the last couple of days. He's a rookie, though. He was playing behind Miles Gaskin in the preseason who ultimately got cut. I believe it will be the Raheem Mostert show from week one till whenever Jeff Wilson gets back here. And Mostert, I know he's 31, but most running backs at that point, you say, no way, don't want to touch an over 30 guy. He's only played a 532 scrimmage place, not touches. He's just been on the field 532 times at age 31. The tread on his tires is way lighter than your typical aged running back at this point. So I am not worried about that. He showed plenty of juice last year. I think we'll continue to see that. And he gets a Chargers team that gave up the second most rush yards per game last year. Right, this right. game, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great game environment. It's a great matchup. And Raheem Mostert should probably see 15, even in a, a very pass-happy offense. I bet you he sees 12 to 
anywhere between 12 and 20 touches, including the goal line work at this point. So I think he's a great bet to find the end zone. And if he just rips off one of those patented 60-yard touchdown runs, like he could be a top five running back this week. So I absolutely want to start Mostert where I have him. These are the weeks you really want to capitalize. I mm-hmm. absolutely agree with that. And then uh, Antonio Gibson. I love this offense, as we alluded to, as Sam Howell as my quarterback, Hail Mary. I think this offense is just going to be a great well-run mismatch nightmare under Eric Bieniemy. It's always what he's done, and we saw it throughout the preseason, including Gibson's usage, where he was in the slot, where he caught a receiving touchdown. He's going to be that Jarek McKinnon-type role, and I think he's a very more explosive athlete than Jarek McKinnon. So yes, it's not Pat Mahomes. It won't be that quite level of a high-octane attack, but I think Gibson's explosiveness makes up for that. Never mind the fact that Arizona gave up the third most points last year with the running back position, including the third most receptions, the most receiving touchdowns as well, two running backs. It's just a great spot for the clear-cut receiving back in this offense. I think he finds the end zone. I think he racks up five to six catches, and we're going to see how intriguingly he'll be used under Eric Bieniemy. I got some uh, start-sit questions of my own that I'm going to jump in when we do the mailbag that involves some of these guys because I actually got some kind of tough – decisions to make i'm very deep at running back you can only play so many so i want to hear your thoughts um when we get to lower on running backs another guy that we're in lockstep on Najee harris against the niners uh you got him as your rb 26 eight below the experts i'm just gonna say man i I just think i'm out on him yeah i I, there's no reason to not like you gotta approach this backfield with skepticism it's always been a tomlin workhorse show which is why Najee was a monster as a rookie. It was volume, volume, volume. His efficiency metrics since entering the league have been among the worst every single year. At the end of the day, if Tomlin was going to continue to ride him like a workhorse, I wouldn't care how bad his efficiency is. Points are points, and I would take it. But Jalen Warren has looked so damn good this preseason. So one, I'm already a little bit worried this becomes a, a Zeke and Tony Pollard type situation. I don't think Warren's as good as Tony Pollard by any means, but he is significantly more explosive right now than Najee Harris. You saw it on that 60-yard touchdown run this preseason. I think he'll continue to eat that workload. And even if not, even if week one we get 25 touches from Najee Harris, if he continues to do his the same type of efficiency metrics against these San Fran front seven, they gave up by far the fewest points to running backs. It was like a you know, three point difference between the next closest team. They were that stifling to the running back position. It's just a horrible environment. It's a definite pass funnel defense. They're a good defense overall. It's not like you can pass on them easily, but their secondary is much worse compared to their front seven. So I imagine it's going to be more of a Kenny Pickett trying to get it done through the air. And yeah, sure, maybe Najee racks up a couple receptions and saves his day with a touchdown. That's in his realm of possibilities. But I could also just see like 55 meh yards and two catches and it's just like a, a hideous day for a guy that's being ranked inside the top 18 running backs that's not what i'm looking for i don't want to play him this week I, I didn't hear you say this but if you did i'm sorry for repeating um i feel like his longest run of last year was 22 yards that might be his career long not even last yeah, year yeah, yeah yeah that's what i meant that's a, that's that's so when we talk about explosive plays he's not the guy um, and I think I think Warren ripped off like three of them last year right. on, on a third well, of the carries. You know what much, I mean? So, much, right. Much fewer it's, carries. It's um, just yeah. going to be one of the – I really think the Pollard-Zeke, I've heard other people lob that comparison out there. I think it's one of those situations that we're just maddened by the fact that Najee continues to get work while this explosive guy behind him does not. I, I do think it's one of those situations, and we start to see it slowly, slowly flip. Even if the beat writers are all saying it's not going to happen – I, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. 
All right, uh, Hail Mary, let's talk. We got Kyron Williams. He's 6% rostered. You like him as a long shot. Yeah, him and Cordell Patterson, who we talked about earlier. At this point of the season, ideally you don't have to rely on Hail Marys, but I think both of these guys are well worth stashes. One, Kyron Williams, seeing all the passing down work throughout camp, was held out all preseason, suggesting he's going to have a really big major role, a very high-quality uh, receiving back at Notre Dame, racked up a ton of receiving usage there, and Matthew Stafford was praising him. They clearly are in need of pass-catching options here at receiver, at running back, everywhere with Cooper Cup out. So that's a huge target share at that point, up for grabs. I could see Kyron's, I see the Seahawks just smashing them in this first week. And ultimately, that's going to lead to a negative game script for Cam Akers and flip towards Kyron Williams. I think he's going to be one of those guys, if you're looking at the crystal ball as who might get picked up heavily in week one I could see him catching like seven balls and playing you know nearly half the snaps and everybody realizing this is a ultimate handcuff with benefits and of course Cordell Patterson that joker role I'm very intrigued to see how he is used as well so as we get into wide receivers obviously we just got wide receivers and tight ends to go not too much Uh, we do have an hour before kickoff so we're getting into the home stretch the football season's about to start guys we're literally 60 minutes and counting (laughs) we're psyched give us a like uh, give us a share, whatever you want. Give us a question for the mailbag. We'd appreciate it. Before we get into running back, uh, wide receivers real quick, Wolf, we do have our first Super Chat of the year. Um, so thanks for the two bucks. So you want to answer this question? It's about running back uh, flex question. I would absolutely love to answer this. And thank you so much for the support, RM. And this goes out to anyone out there. If you're worried about your question, not we're going to answer everything. But if you want to make sure you get that question in, you can't wait around at this point then toss that super chat. We'll let you cut the line. I'll cut my uh, analysis here and we'll be sure to get in there. So RM, thank you so much for the support. One running back and a one flex Sanders running back more or Pacheco in the flex. So RM, I need to know a little bit more. Who's the more there's Elijah Moore. There's DJ Moore. I can't imagine it's DJ Moore. You probably wouldn't be asking about him. I'm guessing it's Sky Moore is who you're asking about given that this is the chiefs. And then you got Pacheco as well. All right, so throw it in the comments, and if I see it, I'll, I'll pass it along while the Wolf's doing his Yeah, thing. so toss that in the comments for us, RM, which more we're talking about. We need a little Sky bit more. Sky more. Okay, that's Thanks. that's what my assumption was. So uh, this is a tricky one. I would play Sanders over Pacheco. Good buzz coming out today on Sanders being an amazing pass protector, a great receiver, how the coaches are so thrilled about the three-down skill set, which they were hyping up all preseason, and then another quote comes out today. He gets Atlanta. It's a good matchup a guy that's going to get a ton of work. So I think Sanders is the lock here. Pacheco versus Moore does become interesting because someone's going to have to pick up the slack without Travis Kelsey. Does that mean a more run-heavy approach? Or does it mean that the receiving option in Sky Moore just gets leaned on even more? Uh, I wish we knew. And can you let us know, RM, what's the scoring here? Uh, Because that would change things. I assume half to full PPR. My gut, you got to save for floor with Pacheco. But I, I like Sky Moore a lot. I said at the top of the show, I think he goes for eight questions, eight, eight questions, eight receptions, you know, 80-ish yards, and maybe finds the end zone as well. I think he becomes the main vein of this passing game. And he, he you know, smashed camp. Everybody was raving about how they can't wait for the team to, to show him off this year. So I really like uh, Sky Moore there. Uh, unless it's a complete standard league and you don't get any points for receptions. It's In that case, I lean Pacheco. Uh, it, it, did you, did you say what it was? PPR, yeah. So full PPR, even more so Sky Moore. Because I really do think this six, seven catches is very realistic tonight. Who else are they going to throw to? Who's going to be that move it, move the change, that slot weapon? I think we get a nice coming out party for Sky Moore tonight. 
Uh, so that's where I'm leaning. The only thing I would say there is you said flex and we do encourage people Thursday night. You really don't want somebody in your flex just to keep the, the flexibility. That's the name of the, the position. It, it, I do totally get if you have well, your, your instance truth, like you don't want to move Derrick Henry to the flex and just anger him unless you, you're trying to, you know, give him some locker room material. I get that too. But, uh, you know, it, it was a disrespectful demotion of the flex. You don't want to necessarily do that and throw off your fantasy juju, but realistically and practically it makes sense to not have any Thursday night guys in your flex just to keep options open and in case any tragedy strikes between now and the regular season. But I do go sky more over Pacheco. I go Sanders over Pacheco as well. Uh, would you agree with that truth? I would. Yes. All right. Let's get into wide receivers and uh, then we'll hit all these questions. Thanks again for the support. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much, Mike. I, ho- I hope that uh, helps out. Let us know what you end up deciding, but let's right. uh, dive into and as you say, I want to get, you know, we have 44 minutes in at this point. You know, within the next seven minutes, I want to be done with this. So we're that's, rolling through questions. So I'm going to go fine. quick so here. This is the heaviest uh, as far as the most players that you have featured. So you're going to have to get rolling. Um, Let me, and, I'll rip through them all, Truth. You ready? Go. Calvin so Ridley. Tell you, Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, Jahan Dotson, and uh, Zay Flowers. And you're anywhere from two to seven spots higher than the experts on those. So buzz through those guys. Let's rip. So Calvin Ridley. Not ranked as a true wide receiver one. I just want to emphasize this guy is going to be a monster. He looks every bit like the player we knew and loved in Atlanta. Now playing with an even better quarterback and a better offense. He look, I mean, some of those toe tapping catches we saw throughout the preseason, the chemistry that requires, the talent it requires. This is the Calvin Ridley we know and love. Rank him as a wide receiver one every week. Do not ever think twice. And Indianapolis has the third worst ranked secondary in pro football focuses preseason rankings. He's going to destroy them, and it's going to start as early as this week. Speaking of bad secondaries, Mike Evans gets Minnesota. We talked about how they are the ultimate shootout narrative where they have a great offense, they put up their own points, and then they allow a ton of points because their secondary is bottom five in the league as well. Mike Evans hopefully gets that new contract, but even if he doesn't, maybe he just wants to go out and show you guys are idiots. You should have signed me to a much bigger deal. I think he goes for one of those patented Mike Evans, 100-yard, two-touchdown days. I have him five spots above the experts at wide receiver 23. Should be in most lineups at this point. Jahan Dotson even higher than him, though. Wide receiver 19, seven spots above the ECR. And that's even with Terry McLaurin playing. I think Dotson is overdue for a massive breakout this season. He had seven touchdowns on only 35 catches. And that wasn't the skill set we're even most intrigued by last year. Uh, Coming in as a prospect, he was a target hog, had over 35% of his college targets with Notre Dame. So I think he can absolutely sustain that number one receiver role and push Terry McLaurin down to the number two. And he's a speed demon as well. I guess an Arizona secondary that's a bottom three ranked here. I think Dawson has a massive coming out party. He was the most targeted receiver by Sam Howell all preseason. I think he kills it this week. You cannot have Dotson on your benches. Let me know if you have any questions on him. But he is a top this, is one of, this is this is one of the dilemmas I got. I got Dotson on my bench, and I need you to Bert who? No, we'll talk about it when we get to the mailbag. I'll, I'll tell okay. you. Okay. Well, I, got- I, I I'm probably going to go Dotson, but I'm excited okay, to hear. Okay, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I really am very excited. Keep going. I, I got to go with Zay Flowers too. I got a lot of questions in the the DMs. Can we start our rookies early on? And usually you'd like to not. And if you don't have to, I guess don't. But Houston, another one. We keep talking about these bottom five secondaries uh, by pro football focuses grades. Rams, Colts, Raiders, Cardinals, Texans. So you can see a trend here. Another bottom five secondary at this point. 
for a wide receiver who I absolutely love. I think you know, we saw that touchdown in the preseason, but just all the training camp reports, different gear than everyone else, separating like absolutely crazy. I am such a big fan of Zay Flowers, the player. So I think this is a great coming out party for the kid, uh, especially with Odell Beckham, a little bit of an ankle thing going on now too. That much more potential to distance himself as the clear cut number one receiver. We know Andrews is the number one target overall, but Zay Flowers could be that top receiver against a Houston secondary that lost their number. They tra- they cut their number one cornerback. Re- I don't know what's happening there, uh, but ultimately I think Zay Flowers yeah. is in a great spot. He blows up. All right. Now you buzzed through those pretty good. Let's do the same thing for lowers. You got Amari Cooper, nine spots below the experts. You got Traylon Burks going against the Saints, seven spots below the experts. Uh, that one's significant because it may be a bench start type thing. You got him very near the fringes, especially in flex leagues and three wide receiver leagues. Um, so go ahead. Hit me with those before we do Hail Marys. Yeah, we talked about Amari Cooper just on the bus show overall as a season. I was worried about Amari Cooper, uh, and it certainly starts against Cincinnati that really limited wide receiver ones. On the season, he had single digits in four of his six games with Deshaun Watson at QB. Just one of those six was in the top 12. The rest were well outside the top 30, many of them outside the top 50. Amari Cooper was already boomer bust, and he was almost exclusively bust when Deshaun Watson took over. This is not where I want to get him fired up. I didn't really like him heading into the season. I don't like him in week one. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'm way too low on this Browns passing attack and and Watson will prove me wrong. And we'll be happy to discuss that in the week uh, one recap on Sunday night after all the red zone action, we will see. But Traylon Burks is really just a matter of volume. I think the player is very intriguing, but under Rayball, we've barely seen a one wide receiver uh, be viable. Never mind two. And we've got the Titans ranking 31st, 31st, 30th, 25th, and 30th in pass attempts. You got DeAndre Hopkins, who commanded over 11 targets a game last year when he was in. I don't think he even averages nearly close to that in Tennessee, but we know the man can still command targets and be that number one guy. So I do not expect Burks, who's ranked as a, a fringe wide receiver three. I don't think he should be sniffing lineups at this point, given how run heavy they are at Hail Mary. I like Van Jefferson. He's 31% rostered with no Cooper Cup. A lot of reports that he looks like a different receiver this offseason. Expanded route tree with more branches at this point. Was dominating more in the short game. I'll believe it when I see it. He's really been a one-trick pony for most of his two seasons in the NFL so far. We'll see what happens. But maybe Puka Nakua is that guy that ends up filling in the Cooper Cup role more viably. He's been moved into the backfield. He's really shifty in space. He could end up being that guy that fills that role a little bit more viably. So we will see what happens. If you miss out on those two, or you don't want to just deal with this Rams shit show at this point, I do love all the Giants wide receivers. They are all under 10% rostered. I probably like Slayton the most. All the preseason hype was, yes, it's Darren Waller. He's our number one. It's not even close. But after him, Darius Slayton was dominating camps and joint practices and you know multiple touchdowns every single day type of thing. So I like Slayton as the true number one, the standover. They already had that built-in chemistry. But I am intrigued by Paris Campbell in the slot, a role that Richie James for the last six weeks was a top 12 receiver in fantasy. Well, he is Richie James we're talking about. Richie freaking James. So Paris Campbell in that nice you know, layup target slot role in Brian Dable's offense, he could be very intriguing. And then, of course, Jalen Hyatt, you know, 20% roster. He's got the deep burner speed. He's got a lot of upside. And then Isaiah Hodgins, he didn't join the team till week 10, and he ultimately led them in touchdowns. So he's got some upside too. So if you're desperate for a wide receiver, I think any stabs at those Giants, obviously not all of them are going to pan out, but you heard the narrative for all of them. If whoever's out there, whoever, which one you lean to the most, I've ranked them probably Slayton, 
Campbell, then Hodgins, and I, you know, the most intriguing stash of the four, but I probably wouldn't trust him in my lineup. Those are a few Hail Marys at wide receiver if you're desperate and missing some people. All right, let's roll through tight ends real quick. Obviously, the guy we're higher on, he, this is our guy for some reason. He's just he's turned into our guy. I wonder if he's more our guy or less now that we think the Rams are just going to be such a debacle. I kind of like him a little bit more. Uh, Tyler Higby going against Seattle. You got him at your tight end six. That's two spots higher than the experts. So even the experts like him quite a bit. Yeah, I'm all in on Tyler Higby. The Seattle Seahawks were a abysmal defense, the second worst against the tight end position last year. It's really historically been that way under Pete Carroll, too. I think it's just kind of a defensive trend under the Seahawks regime. So I love Tyler Higby. He had a 30-point day against the Seahawks to close out last year. I just think we saw last year when Cooper Cup was out those last eight games, Higby led the team with a 21% target share. We've seen it way back in 2019, but we saw that Sean McVay is willing to craft his offense around Tyler Higby. He had more points than Travis Kelsey to close out 2019. He had over 20 points in four out of those five weeks and went absolutely nuts. It's Higby. It doesn't seem like there's a ceiling, but I think there absolutely is. For as long as Cooper Cup is out, he could be literally the de facto. We talked about Van Jefferson and Nakua as a Hail Marys at receiver, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if it ends up becoming Tyler Higby actually leading this team in targets until Cooper Cup returns. He's got the upside. He really does have that upside. And at the tight end position where it's mostly just you're throwing a dart and hoping for a, a home run, uh, Higby can actually get some steady volume. Uh, and set career highs in yardage and receptions last year. I think he picks up where he left off. He becomes a very viable guy in week one. All right, let's talk lower. You got a guy that we haven't talked much about this year, Kyle Pitts, <laughs> who we don't like this year. Sell me on that. Oh, he's lower. I'm, I'm, yeah, I sell you about being lower on Kyle Pitts? Yeah, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. I, I, I thought so. I'm just making sure <laughs> I'm hearing that right. Yeah, I, you know we have nothing to do with Kyle Pitts. I cannot wait to hear all the victory laps about how Kyle Pitts had 160 unrealized air yards for a whopping 2.8 points in week one. That's exactly what's going to happen. Is all yeah, the MRH is going to be, be, so be talking all about those unrealized. And Duck. The, Duck's going to talk about unrealized air yards or whatever. We're going to be like, yeah, but he's yeah. They had four fantasy points. Yeah, right. Think about all the unrealized. But, but all those air yards that he could have had. Exactly. I'm, I, you know, I don't believe in Desmond Ritter enough to think that suddenly, yes, I understand Mariota was a dumpster fire and everything that could go wrong went wrong for Kyle Pitts. I also understand he was a 50% snap player in the preseason. I don't want to overreact to preseason usage, but for a guy that could get fully time role last year, the fact that he still isn't, it's got to be noted. It has to be a concern on your docket. So, yes, I'm absolutely concerned with Kyle Pitts. against the Carolina team that was actually a bottom five matchup for tight ends last year as well. Want nothing to do with him. I do not want him in my starting lineups. He is a fringe top 12 guy. So, you know, at that yeah. point, if you have him, you're probably using him because there is the chance, you know, a 1,000-yard rookie season, one of the biggest athletes to ever play the position. Maybe he does have a breakout performance. So when you're in the weeds of, like, 11 to 15 – yeah, I guess Kyle Pitts makes sense, but the fact he's ranked as the tight end six in fantasy right now blows my mind. He has done nothing to warrant that. Uh, I want nothing to do with him until Arthur Smith at least recognizes the freak he has. It, or maybe he's just an athletic wonder and not actually that good at football. We'll find out. Uh, but I do not want him in my lineup in week one. Two wide receiver 12 weeks last year, and there's no way you had him on your team when you when he had those. He was the wide tight end 22, truth. Like tight end 22, he's made the top six guy just because he has – hypothetical upside. I'm sick of it. No, thanks. Yeah. Well, a guy that you actually, this is actually a really significant one. You've got a uh, Chig Conquo, and I never, again, I hate, 
trying to pronounce these names because I'm wrong 60% of the time. But the experts actually like him at 12, which is a starter. And you're like, no, 22. Yeah. I'll repeat the numbers why I was down on Traylon Burks. 31st, 31st, 30th, 25th, and 30th in pass attempts under Mike Rabel. It's just such a small aerial pie when you have a mouth as large as DeAndre Hopkins. It's one of those things, Okonkwu, in terms of yards per route run and the athletical you know, measurements and all that. He does check a ton of those interesting boxes, but when there's only four to five targets to go around, maybe it's the week where you hit a deep shot to Okonkwu and he goes down the seam. He has that athletic ability to do it. I don't want to be betting my, my tight end one spot on that when there's guys like Higby he's ranked ahead of. There's guys like, you know, give me a volume-based guy. Uh, some of these Hail Marys that we're going to talk about, I'll have them all day ahead of Chigo Kaku, who, sure, he, he did some interesting things on his limited usage last year, but I just don't see any way that usage goes up when he was contending with nobody last year, and now he has DeAndre Hopkins and a low-volume attack to, to now have to take targets from. I don't see it at all. All right, uh, let's talk Hail Marys. Talked quite a bit about Jawan Johnson, and he's actually at 48% owned, so not as big of a Hail Mary anymore as he was. But yeah. you also mentioned Luke Musgrave and Cole Turner at the at the outset of the broadcast. Musgrave, 15% owned. Turner right now, uh, as of reading this copy, 0% owned, so you could probably grab him if you wanted to. And we're yeah. finishing this pretty quickly, uh, so you are going to have quite a bit of time to make moves if you want to make any before uh, the kickoff. So anyway, let's do these. Then uh, I'm going to ask you some questions about my lineup, and then we'll hit the mailbag. Let's do it. Juwan Johnson, yeah, when I originally started this agenda, he was at about 30% rostered, and he's spiked up through these last couple of days, and deservedly so. The guy had three top 12, uh, not top 12, top three weeks in his last six games. He really finished the season out on a tear. And at a position, sure, he had a couple duds. This is a bust or boomer bust position, though, and we saw him boom as much as anybody not named Travis Kelsey last year. I mean, he had more top three weeks than Mark Andrews to close out last season. So Juwan Johnson definitely has upside. A lot of re- great reports on his rapport with um, with Derek Carr. Derek Carr himself telling his brother, yeah, if you play fantasy, you want Juwan Johnson. He's my guy. So I'll follow his lead. I'll pick up Juwan Johnson. I think he's absolutely a stud. If you miss out on him, Luke Musgrave is an interesting option there. Rookie guy. Usually rookies don't translate at the tight end position immediately. But with Christian Watson now banged up, he played every single snap as well. Luke Musgrave in the preseason with the starters. Every beat reporter noting how he was moved all over the formation, how his athleticism really stood out. Beat writer saying they haven't had a guy like this since Jermichael Finley, who I mean he was he was around I think when we first started this show, Truth, back in the day. Jermichael Finley, uh, if you remember that toss out, big athletic guy. They just haven't had a weapon like that, and so I'm very intrigued. He showed a great rapport all camp with Musgrave and Jordan Love, so I'm I'm interested to see that. And then Cole Turner, the zero percent rostered guy, uh, but my favorite, one of my favorite Hail Marys of the week. One, the Cardinals were the worst team. We talked about how bad the Seahawks were against tight ends. The Cardinals were somehow even worse than them. They got bludgeoned all year by the position. Cole Turner, meanwhile, all preseason, saw you know, six targets from Sam Howell throughout his games. Solid usage. He's been clearly ahead of Logan Thomas. And Eric Bieniemy. I obviously, this is not Travis Kelsey, but he does historically use his tight ends very well. And He's all the beat writers have talked about. Yes, the same exact line I just said. We know we don't have a Travis Kelsey, yet we're still so shocked at how much and how involved Cole Turner has been. And maybe that is the enemy effect. Maybe that is a staple of his offense to get a big body that has some athleticism moving around and finding the mismatches. 
That's what BNME does very, very well. I think Cole Turner, at minimum at 2,500 on DraftKings, is a great play. And if you're desperate, desperate, desperate for a tight end film, I'd rather go him than like Noah Gray tonight, for example. Give me Cole Turner instead. All right. Hey, it's 7.38. We've finished the agenda. Great job, Wolf. Uh, before we dive full on into the mailbag, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the line. This is my this is my super chat. And I'm gonna ask you, I guess you've earned that right. I guess you've earned that right. I have. I work for peanuts, but I do get to jump the line anytime I want to. All right. And so you you were horrified by me saying I had Jahan Dotson on my bench. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna ask you to make one receiver, uh, you know, piece of advice. Who should I start at my wide receiver two? And then I'm gonna ask you who I should start at my two flex spots. Okay. Uh, and meanwhile, yes, before, before I do that, um, there's somebody you should probably pay attention to before I uh, do my thing, because she's a wonderful lady and also very generous. <laughs> what have we got? Another super chat? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. Thank you. <laughs> I've obviously helped you. All right. I need to know who to drop. All righty. Uh, I have Kelsey. Can I drop Penny and get Jawan? Here, let me just see her. All right. Well, this is this is the behind the scenes uh, action. Uh, you got to drop somebody. You can you can put Travis Kelsey in the IR. So you don't have to drop there anybody. No yeah. Well, there is now. So there you go. All right. <laughs> so now that pick up Juwan Johnson. Uh, yeah, Juwan Johnson is a Travis Kelsey replacement. Absolutely the best option, and we just saw it in action. Thank you so much for your generous super chat. Hillary Stegna. <laughs> tell you about Hillary Stegna. She is the best. Best 20 bucks she ever spent, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. So, so let me let me hit you with this real quick. I think you'll be impressed because well, you were so shocked by me saying I'm not going to have dots in my lineup. I think I think when I break down the options, I'll, I'll be impressed if you end up putting them in. But we'll see. So first thing, I got T. Higgins as my top receiver. So pick a second receiver for me between the following names. Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams. Christian Kirk, Jahan Dotson. That's tough, right? Good list. I go Dotson over over them. I do. You go Dotson, really, over Sutton and over Williams. Sutton, especially Sutton, because one, Russ Wilson. I don't want anything to do with Russ fucking Wilson uh, if I don't have to. I, I do think Sutton could be interesting, that big-bodied Mike Thomas role. But especially if Judy plays, too, that becomes even more difficult. Uh, so I don't want to I don't want to do Sutton at all. Um, okay. And then – Mike Williams, I love that matchup. I love the boom-bust nature. If you want to go him instead, that's fine. But I am worried. I mean, the, the Miami secondary is ranked number two by Pro Football Focus heading into the year. They signed Jalen Ramsey. They had Xavier Howard. I think, you know, this offense could shoot out and go back and back and forth. That could be an awesome game environment. But this Miami secondary might also be getting underrated, and we already know Mike Williams is a little bit boomer-bust. I'm very intrigued to see how he fits into this uh, Kellen Moore offense, and most times I am starting him, but I'd rather have Jahan Dotson facing Arizona, already dominating all preseason. Sure, McLaurin's back, but I think this is the Jahan Dotson coming out party, and he just continues to go all season. In the better matchup, where, where it's kind of neck and neck between him and Mike Williams for me, I'm going him. I, Christian okay. Kirk's interesting. Like, all the other guys are interesting, but Jahan Dotson, I have a step above all of them. Okay. I'm, I'm impressed by that. All right, let me follow up with my two flex spots, and then we'll get into the mailbag. So right. I need two of these guys, Cortland Sutton, David Montgomery, Raheem Mostert, Mike Williams, Christian Kirk, Antonio Gibson. Whew. That's a good one. And this is full or half PPR? This is half. Uh, this is uh, this is full PPR. This is a good bench, huh? 
So I, I the, the names that stood out to me were Mostert and Gibson, just right off the bat. Like uh, you like you, know, you like Gibson more than Montgomery. Montgomery's a great touchdown bet tonight too, though, and it gets you some Thursday night action. Because right now I, I have I have Mostert and Montgomery right now. I'd probably keep it that way. Okay. I think I'd get Montgomery in. I'd, I'd get the touchdown tonight. He's the one thing with Montgomery is I think he's going to play that Jamal Williams role, and you know what that entails. It entails like that's, a great role. that's a great. Or it entails role. four points too. Like if okay. he doesn't get the end zone, that's a big concern. But no, Chris Jones, a banged up team. Uh, I think I go. I still want that Thursday night action. Yeah. I think Montgomery does find the end zone. It's neck and neck between him and Gibson for me. I I would, but it is full PPR truth. Like full PPR does boost up Gibson. I could see him catching seven balls. Uh, like I, it's, it's hard to take out your Thursday night guy, but truly I would rank them Mostert, Gibson, then Montgomery. I would. You're killing me, Wolf. All right. Maybe I need to pull it. If you want the action, it's so close that I told it's just, it's not like it's so far ahead of the, the him that you can't. And if Montgomery goes and scores three touchdowns tonight, you'll fucking kill me. So <laughs> like okay. he, just, just, he has the lowest floor of these guys. I'll Toons, tell you that. Toons just commented truth. Put in Monty Gibbs is on a pitch count. All right, Toons. Thank you. But yeah. the, the voice I, of I'll believe Gibbs is on a pitch count when I fucking see it, but yeah. All right. I, you know, I, I saw that report too. I don't buy it. We got a mailbag graphic you want to throw out there real fast. Oh, of course we got to we have our, our high quality productions here. So we've got to make sure to toss out. All right. We got 35 minutes to answer your questions. We're going to start off. And this is this question from Giuseppe. I, I well, love hold this. On. We got a, we got a call in question first. Oh, Jesus. We got... Jesus. Truth. truth. We're, we're, we're trying to keep a streak going yeah. alive. Yeah. Just to, for, for the people watching and listening at home, uh, Campanelli was actually camped out in the studio before I even got here. And I got there yeah. 10 minutes before the wolves. It, so. it was my way of escaping daddy daycare today. <laughs> I love it, man. Great to see you. This is the only human. This is outside of my 13 month old. This is the only human interaction I've had. <laughs> oh, that. That. that sounds healthy, Campanelli. <laughs> so, um, what time uh, happy to see you again, man. Welcome to 2023, baby. Yeah. If you, anybody else wants to cut the line, the link is pinned on YouTube. Call on in, and we'll, we'll pull you up early. You can either super chat or you can call in, and we'll let you cut the line. But cheers, so, Campanelli. Here we go. It's it a me. quarterback super flex league. Herbert, Daniel Jones, or Goff. Start two of them. And I know Wolf will say Herbert and Danny Jones because of his love affair with Daniel Jones. So this is more for a truth. Well, okay. So I appreciate that. Herbert obviously is your number one guy. And I, I have to say the only thing that would make me kind of – kind of consider golf is that I'm a little bit of an addict about having action on Thursday night. I really want to watch it. Other than that, I would probably lean Jones. Um, I could see the Cowboys game being pretty high scoring. And if, if last year's indication as any indication of what we're going to see from Jones, I, I think he's a great, uh, great bet. I don't know. I love the weapons that golf has, but I would probably lean towards Jones and I'll qualify that also by saying that, you know, 90% of the stuff I hear is from my co-host. So I can't help. <laughs> I can't help. Every now and then something he says just offends me. But most of the time I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. So I, I've been I'm, – I'm not a completely blank slate. We, we could be getting a bias slant there though because there is another half now. Yeah, that's true. 
It's true. It's true. It's true. And Kevin, I'll tell you this. I look at my rankings. I actually had Goff higher than Jones. And and realizing I love your I question. Saw that. Help me realize, like, I'm gonna say Daniel Jones over Goff. If I add both of them, I only have Goff. So if you want to ride Goff and we roll together tonight, I'm down. But if I had Daniel Jones, I would be playing Daniel Jones over Goff. So I have to adjust my rankings to uh, reflect that. That's why okay. I love doing the show. It really does help me. Like I rank things and then you guys ask me questions and it puts it to the test and I can ultimately just go back and, and fix things. And I would definitely have Jones. But again, again, I need to go relook at that. But he knew uh, the answer to that. That's why he asked me. He knew yeah. it was, so. It's Herbert and it's Daniel Jones. Uh, and I need to fix my rankings, but golf is a really nice play tonight. So, uh, you know, ask yeah. us other questions. If anybody else has that action. Love Thanks, guys. Idea. Have a good Thanks one. Hey, let's keep, keep your streak alive again in 2023, Campanelli. It was so impressive last year. You're the best. All right, now let's get on to it. Giuseppe, uh, he had this question in, uh, you know, like well before we were on the air. On to business. Uh, flex, half point PPR. Do we go Rashad White or David Montgomery? Already starting Jameer Gibbs as my RB2. So, Truth, I'll answer that one, but I think you're missing a few ahead of him. So, we'll do this one oh, first. Giuseppe, you know, he he asked questions from the uh, – he did a call in while his wife was in the delivery room. So, he he does get a little bit of favoritism here, uh, given his super fandom. You're uh, right. But, yeah, I, I, so I want to do this flex. Uh, do we go Rashad White or David Monty? Already starting Gibbs. If you got Gibbs in, I wouldn't – this is a backfield you could get by starting them both, but I'd like to spread my bets out a little bit. You already have your Thursday night fix. You have Gibbs in there. Could Monty score two touchdowns and make you regret it? Yes. But I love Rashad White. I talked about that matchup, the Vikes and, and uh, Bucks being a nice potential shootout or at least a time where they're chasing points. Should they be chasing points? Rashad White, a great pass catcher. He could get some heavy volume. Uh, so I would spread that out, and I would go Gibbs and Rashad White uh, in particular. It doesn't. He doesn't mention if it's full PPR, but I think Giuseppe typically uh, – The tap point. Oh, it is. Yeah, I, I'd probably go Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs and, and Rashad. And Lucio, case. sorry, I did skip you at the beginning. Now, uh, Lucio, uh, the comment came in uh, 35 minutes before we were scheduled to even start. So I love thank it. you for that. Glad to have football back. I need to sit two, half-point PPR, Pacheco, Monty, Mike Williams, Dotson, Ayuk. Sit two of those guys, Well, who are your least two favorite? I think I'm sitting, I'm sitting Pacheco. Pacheco. I'm sitting. Pacheco's definitely my least favorite, Lucio. And, and then it gets really, really tough. Uh, I'd like to get the action tonight. I'd, so I'd get Montgomery in. I'd love Dotson, as we already talked about. And I think I like Mike Willie a little bit more than Ayuk. Um, that's a tough one because it's it's two explosive offenses with a lot of weapons, and either one could go off and either one could suck. Uh, so you got to trust your gut there. I lean benching Ayuk here as a big Ayuk fan, too. What about you, Truth? I actually feel exactly the same way. That's tough. I like Williams slightly more than I hope. Pacheco, definitely my least favorite of the five. So I agree with you. Awesome. And as we keep mowing through these Wolfpack, over 40 of you here. Thank you so much. We're so pumped and proud to have you guys here for your Thursday night kickoff. Please do consider, if you like what you're hearing, that thumbs up button. The rest of the time is dedicated to you and only you guys. So please, uh, if you enjoy what you're hearing, that thumbs up button is so great. And does help us grow. And if you like what you're hearing, especially we're live four times a week, consider hitting that sub so you can be here early, often hit the bell so you know when we're live four times a week. Uh, yeah, let's let's go. Let's go. Omar, <laughs> right, we're here. Omar, who we love. Wolf, we back, baby. Time to defend those chips. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we know you're defending the chips. A lot of Wolfpack members defending titles. And we were pretty off last year, too. And you still you guys still came through and won your titles. We're, we're lasered in this year, baby. 
Charlie says, what a glorious day. Am I insane to want to chase the opening night shootout juice with McKinnon over Dobbins? Full PPR for whatever credit to my sanity that is worth. Full, full PPR helps you out. It does. You're insane. You are. Go Dobbins. <laughs> He's facing Houston, the worst run D in the league. You're playing Dobbins, Charlie. Don't overthink it. But McKinnon does have some juice tonight. He absolutely does, especially in a full PPR setting. Mahomes is going to need reliable targets. All that to say, though, you're playing Dobbins. I'm in love with Dobbins this year, and he gets the best matchup you could possibly ask for to kick off what I think will be a great campaign. I'm not benching Dobbins. That is insane. That is insane. Okay. Uh, David, this is his first comment. We've already, already talked to him in person, but he says, glad to be back. Wolfpack missed all of you over the offseason. Let's dominate. Continue to hold those chips for another season. Along those same lines, Giuseppe comes back. Wolfpack, missed you all, my fellow friends. Let's get another chip this year. I love these guys. And then guys this is actually Dave, this is actually the question Dave asked in the video chat, so I won't go back to that. And Giuseppe, I'm going to go grab a quick beer. I'm going to be listening though. But I, I right. and Giuseppe, this is this is actually the first question he asked when I skipped a bunch of people by accident. So we actually have caught that one up. Now Giuseppe asked. Also, do I go Sky Moore or Cortland Sutton? Half point PPR. We actually just talked. We've talked about Sky Moore a decent amount on the pod, and we talked about Cortland Sutton in the context of my team where I was struggling. So sorry. And I'm going to tell you right now, well, I, I benched Sutton and I put Dotson in my lineup. I'm, I'm, I'm riding with your thoughts this year. I would have leaned Sutton, but um, you know, uh, who am I to argue with the wolf of Roto street himself? <laughs> so uh, I, I think Dotson's the guy this year. Drew. Yeah, I think well, you're not going to regret that. I got now, him. Dotson, Dotson and Sky Moore, a little different though. Okay. This buddy. is tricky. This is, Sutton. I have these two. this is Sutton and Sky Moore, not Dotson and Sky Moore. No, I know. If it was Dotson, Sky Moore would be no brand. It's Dotson. Sure. Um, but no, it was obviously Dotson for you. This is tough. I do have Sutton ranked a couple spots higher, like literally just two spots higher. So you got to weigh a few things. One, if Judy plays, I probably wouldn't have him higher. We just don't know if Judy's going to play or not. And two, if you want that Thursday night action, baby, it, it's totally justifiable. I think, as I said earlier in the broadcast, Sky Moore is going to be that main vein for Pat Mahomes. I could see eight catches, 80 yards, maybe a touchdown. Uh, they're both cool. I really like both options, uh, but I think I'm going to go Sky Moore to get that Thursday night football juice, Giuseppe. Let's see how he deb debuts and how he does. Because uh, it, it could be another year of the Russ Wilson horror show. So we'll find out. But I'm going to go Sky Moore there uh, where they're so close, neck and neck. Get that Thursday night juice. Brandon Uffman, based on how uh, – He's back. You okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was getting a beer and turning the TV volume down so it doesn't blast me. Hell yeah. There we go. Right. Uh, Brandon says, based on how McKinnon ended last season in fantasy, is he worth the start in PPR over Marquise Brown? I would say yes. Uh, Gabe Davis or Khalil Herbert week one? Brandon, honestly, if this is full PPR, I think so. I mean, Gabe Davis is the most intriguing name here, but the Jets secondary, the best in the league. Um, Khalil Herbert, also very interesting. But I feel like the safety of McKinnon, one, you, again, you get the juice tonight, you get some action. They're going to need reliable targets with no Travis Kelsey tonight. I got to make sure I'm bumping McKinnon, actually. I, I I bumped up the receivers. I don't know that I bumped up McKinnon appropriately quite yet. Uh, so I had him at 36. I'm bumping him up now. I think I, I want him right behind Pacheco, who I have at 29. And then I have Khalil Herbert at 31. So, I mean, 30 McKinnon, 31 Khalil Herbert. As intriguing as Gabe Davis is, I mean, he can win you a week any given week. I don't think the week to go for that is against the Jets, like the most dangerous secondary in the league. Uh, so I, I'm going to say go McKinnon tonight. I don't know. What do you think, Tree? This is a tough one. 
I agree, and I also agree Gabe Davis is the guy that I would, although you had Herbert very close, I would probably lean McKinnon, which surprises me because in a vacuum I would not pick him over these guys, but due to circumstances I would probably roll McKinnon and see what happens. Yeah, it, it, if Kelsey was playing, it wouldn't even consider it. But with the lack of reliable targets. The stuff's got to come McKinnon. from somewhere, though. It's got to come it from is. somewhere. Yeah, I, um, I think McKinnon's a actually really nice play tonight. All right, Brandon also says, welcome back to another strong fantasy season, fellas. We appreciate it. I oh, love yeah. this one. shot. welcome back. New season. Here we go. You guys rock. Favorite kind of pizza? I love Krana. He always comes in with like uh, an interesting question of like favorite cereal, that stuff. Yeah, I but appreciate you, that because obviously, you know, we're here to answer since starts, but we're not robots. We enjoy personal questions too. It's the truth. There's a, there's a place called it, uh, it, Have you ever been to Riverview in Ipswich? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, they do a kielbasa pizza and it's Ooh, phenomenal. That's my favorite pizza kielbasa. topping. Yeah. New Haven pizza, where, where Hillary, you know, in Connecticut, where we got married, that's the best pizza I've ever had on earth. But my favorite topping is definitely kielbasa. If there's ever a place that does that, what about you? Well, it's gonna make me make me sound like a little bit generic or whatever. There's a there's a place here in town that does an awesome, awesome, awesome chicken bacon ranch pizza. Oh, that's and, great! No, that's not that's yeah. awesome. And I mean, you know, some sometimes there there's sometimes you prefer other things, but man, there there's just something about the way that hits. If you're really hungry or if you've like toked a little bit or anything like that, you can just absolutely <laughs> dig into no. it, and it's just it's like orgasmic it's so good absolutely such a great combo chicken good question uh give us one of those next week too. come up with another question and that'd be he always does cron is great about that so he also follows uh, i've I've, uh christian watson looks like he might not play sunday who do i flex my options are dobbs myers flowers collins i like zay flowers here i Mm -hmm. i would definitely go zay flowers i know dobbs gets a, a nice bump up if watson's out but I still like Zay Flowers. I, I really think he's on the verge of a great rookie season, like a Keenan Allen type of rookie season. Uh, so I, I'm in on Flowers. I'd go him. Uh, I would probably lean Flowers, although don't sleep on Nico Collins. I actually really like Nico Collins. Friar huh. uh, or Higby, full PPR? I'm going Higby. I, I like Friar a lot, but he's got a lot more mouths to contend with right now. I think Higby is the number one and a great matchup. So I'm going Higby. Agreed. Uh, Dylan? JSN Laporta at the flex, full PPR. I got to go JSN here. I'm so intrigued by this rookie talent. I think he's one of the best to come into the league and, and play that slot. And I know it's a lot of mouths to feed there between Lockett and DK Metcalf. But this Ram secondary is legitimately the worst in the league. I think JSN could come right in and smash for a big touchdown. So I'm, I'm going JSN. Yeah, this one scares me. I, I worry that, like, in a vacuum, I might pick Dylan, but JSN is probably the best play here. But, like, uh, Dylan, I mean, if he doesn't get a touchdown, he's getting you 30 I, yards and he's useless, you know? I know. I know. That's why you're probably right about this. Yeah. Kevin Rice, if Noah Gray scores a touchdown tonight, I'm going to downtown Leminster and kissing the utility box he's plastered over. Leminster, that's not super far from where I live. He's uh, plastered over a utility box? Yeah, why the hell is Noah Gray plastered on a utility box? Yeah, I think, I think you buried the lead here, buddy. Uh, well, I guess you didn't bury the lead. You came right out with it. You, I might, wouldn't mind a little more information about that. We'll keep it in mind. Yeah, what, what is happening there, Kevin Rice? What's going on in there? Didn't Noah Gray score a significant touchdown? Didn't CJ pick him to score a touchdown or something? I think he might have, like, first touchdown of the game and, like, won CJ, like, a shitload of money one time. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't exactly. I think CJ was betting on him to score in the Super Bowl, and he didn't hit. Remember that okay. Super Bowl? I, we we can't dwell on it, but I hit the three touchdowns in a row to win. Oh, I, did, like I remember, it was incredible. 
it was that incredible. was the best bet I've ever fucking promoted in my it life. It was the best bet I've ever like known somebody that did. All Campanelli's right. pointing. Does that mean there's a uh, super chat? Uh, maybe. No. He just no. He just, just thumbed up. What was he saying? I think we got a super chat. <laughs> All right, I'll check it out. Uh, answer that question, Wolf. I'll find it. Okay, so we got. Oh yeah, we do have a super chat from I'll find uh, it. You Answer that one. Go ahead. It's Giuseppe. We got to respect him, but answer Omar's question first. Wasn't that a Thursday game between the Chiefs Rams when Goff was the QB? Uh, hopefully. Oh, so Omar, what you're thinking of is the uh, Monday night game in Mexico yeah, City. Remember that game where they played like, 50 to like 60? <laughs> that was, like, that was the most fun Monday night where like every fantasy matchup just got destroyed because Tyreek Hill had 50 points and Mahomes had 60. That was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we do get a repeat to kick off the year. Uh, didn't, didn't Cooper Cup have like a – oh, wait, that was that was uh, Chiefs-Bills, right? Yeah, that was incredible. No, no, it was, it was Chiefs-Rams. Cooper yeah, Cup probably Cooper had a big Cup, day. But that, that was before Cooper Cup was like God Cooper Cup. But, yeah, I'm sure he had a big day that day too. Like I mean, everybody did, had a huge game. He did quite well. All right, real quick. Like Robert Woods was the one. All right, Giuseppe. yeah, super chat. <laughs> Giuseppe, who we've already talked to, um, but he's, he's kicking us a super chat, so thanks. He says, uh, Sky or Sutton, I have Mahomes. Do I go for Stack or Sutton? You you I keep going. I already like Sky. I like him even more. Get the stack. Let's go. Fire it up, Giuseppe. I'm all about it. Okay, let's get back to where we were. Let me try to find our place here. Um, here we go. Looks like. Oh, you know, also, before we keep going, I, I hope we'll. I hope at some point this year we'll hear from some of our regulars. I hope we'll hear from Bill and Katie Jiggs, who I got to meet at your wedding. They um, they just had their second kid. Or no, their first kid rather. Their first kid. She was fantasy drafting. Well, like at the hospital, which was incredible. <laughs> well, we, I, I got to meet them in person at your wedding and, and I gave Katie a hug and I did have to reach. I had to use my long reach uh, to give her a hug because she yeah. was definitely highly pregnant at the time. So I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that that uh, she's delivered. And that's awesome. I'm, I'm pumped to hear that. Uh, they, they, they both made me look really cool in front of my wife. <laughs> there, we're just sitting and then all of a sudden I hear like someone yells truth across the room and, uh, you know. That's about as that's and and Bill told me he was fanboying a little bit, which <laughs> really made my night. It was already a great night, but that was really the icing on the cake. The um, truth recognized in the public. You love it. <laughs> yeah, and then my wife went home and, and told my daughter, who's who's you know, she's 13, so nothing's cool to her at all. But she was like, Yeah, hey, your dad got recognized in public from being on YouTube. <laughs> and she kind of was like, you know, treated me with maybe like a shred more respect for the rest of that day. <laughs> yeah. But, for, for a few seconds. <laughs> you know, it's worn it's long since worn off. But anyway, I hope I hope Bill and Katie uh, show up at some point, uh, if not today, soon. Uh Bulldog, looks like Terry will be back. Still Dotson over Eli Moore Mims. Absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent Bulldog. It's absolutely Dotson all day. Jay says running back question, start two, Walker, Pierce, Herbert, uh, Algier. I'm going the first two, and it's pretty easy for me, Jay Young. Definitely the first two. Me too. Do I start Amari Cooper or Jameer Gibbs? Jameer Gibbs, baby. Gibbs. Cooper's Gibbs. my lower of the night. Yeah, you got to go Gibbs. Ryan says McKinnon, Deion Jackson, Lazard, Flowers, Van Jefferson. Pick one PPR. I'm going McKinnon. I know. I mean, uh, Flowers or McKinnon. It comes down to that for me. The full PPR helps both. I go McKinnon. You get the juice. He's, I really think you know, it's, the reliable guys are going to really matter tonight for Pat Mahomes. Look at us just back on the McKinnon train after, after you know, it's been such a bumpy ride. It's bumpy ride, but when it hits, it hits big. Well, we've been hanging on. We've been hanging on. Uh, Steven Hernandez, welcome back. Steve, who do you like? Ioka or Madison, uh, full PPR? I'm going to go Madison. I, go to, I mean, full PPR makes it different, but 
it's such a congested 49ers thing that I, if I have a good reason to wait and see how it all gets distributed, I will. And Madison, Tampa Bay, not a great defense at this point. They used to be the fearsome run D that you couldn't go against, but they're long done since then. I'll go Madison in a, a true workhorse bell cow role and a really good offense. That just feels way safer to me. It's interesting. I might have gone Iowa, so we'll see. We'll, well see. Yeah, hey, we were a little split there. But I, mean, I love IU too, so I, I totally get it. But I'm going to go Madison. McKinnon or Mike Williams, half point PPR? I'll probably go Mike Williams for that boom. Like, yeah. I mean, this is tricky because I really I do like McKinnon tonight. I do. I do like McKinnon, and, I, and I'm a little worried about that secondary for the Dolphins. Uh, oh, man, that's tough, Aladdin. That's really tough. Do you just get the juice and go McKinnon and get some Thursday night action? Like, I mean, I'm going to go Mike Williams. Mike Williams, the big slot. Like, I, I'm intrigued by Mike Williams a lot this year. And as good as that secondary could be, that game could go bananas. Miami versus the Chargers. Like, that has shootout potential written all over it. I'm going to go Mike Williams. All right. The, the, the juice, though. The juice. The Thursday juice is intriguing. I know. <laughs> Steven, says, uh, Steven says Goddard or Waller. Full PPR. I go Waller. Oh, I got to go Waller. You know we're a Waller show at this point. Right? At this point, we are kind of a Waller show. We're, we're all in on Darren Waller. I think he could be the tight end two this year. Like, actually, after Kelsey, I think Darren Waller has that upside. Right, what if Kelsey's out for a while? Maybe, maybe tight end. <laughs> Number one, Darren Waller. <laughs> Darren Waller, I got for 20 bucks in my draft. Overspent, and, it, I, and I'm still happy about it. Magic Mike, the boys are back in town. Yes, full PPR. I need to pick two. Hopkins, Madison, London, or Montgomery. Okay. A lot of intriguing options. I This is tough because full PPR, the receivers get a boost, but they're neither of them are like receivers I love. Whereas I really I know, like I know. That's Fortnite. I love Madison like in that, that great high-powered offense is the guy. I think I go the running backs here in a full PPR. That's not typically the route you want to go, but I just have very big questions about the passing volume with Hopkins and Luck. They're like the clear number ones, but they're also the clear number ones in very, very run heavy offenses that won't throw if they don't have to. So I'm just going to take the safer bet and go with the two running backs. What about you, Trude? And and you get a little juice. And you get a little juice, a little juice. <laughs> uh, CJ, first time, long time. <laughs> Welcome to the show, CJ. Subscribe and like, please. Uh, half, half PPR, uh, Sky or Daddy Davis? I think we touched it's on Sky. It's Sky, okay. It's Sky, and I, I, you know I love me some Daddy, but not against the Jets secondary. CJ, I'm going to go Sky more tonight, and, and welcome to the welcome to the NFL this year. This is this is the coming out party. I have a really good feeling about Sky more tonight. And welcome to the podcast, Chris. For Jason, tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends about us, Chris. Giuseppe Russo, Kittle or Higby, PPR. If Kittle plays, it's Kittle. I mean, he had that great rapport with with him. You got to go Kittle. I need two, Omar, between Samaji Piran, Burks, and Dalvin Cook, full PPR. Uh, oh, Omar, getting ugly already. Um, <laughs> Omar, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm benching Burks. I, I told you I don't like Burks. I don't like the wide receiver two in an already low-volume attack. Truth, I hate to admit it, but for the 820 820- – you know, to get there, we might need a rapid fire. Let's let's, let's go like three more minutes, and then and then you can just go nuts. Okay, sounds right. good. Sounds good. I, I was gonna I was gonna say that to you at eight ten, but anyway. Okay. Um, gotcha. All right. Um, so anyway, let's Brady. Now this one, this will be oh, Herbert. Herbert, get, yeah, get know, this question right, out right, of here. Let's just go. Just yeah, have you, would you drop Come on. Would you drop Jade, Alex Pierce for Jaden Reed? Half point PPR. Can't drop another person. Played also. Cream is Cream Hunt worth a stash or just drop him? Drop Kareem Hunt. Uh, yeah, drop Kareem Hunt. There's no reason to hold on to him. He hasn't signed with anybody. What's the what? What are we waiting for? Nobody wants him. Not you. Not me. 
Patrick says, if Kelsey sits, would you go Musgrave or Gray? I'd go Musgrave because especially with like Watson out now too, I, I don't know that I trust Gray. Jeremiah says, I'm at work right now. I should be breaking soon. I'll be able to tune in. Would you start Sky Moore, Miles Sanders, or Gabe Davis in the flex, half PPR? As much as I want the juice and like Sky Moore, I think Sanders against Atlanta, you know, featured back role, probably getting 20 touches in a good matchup. Sanders just feels way safer with a, a good ceiling too. King Bankroll says, should I start Sky Moore over A.J. Brown? Oh, no. no, come on, oh. King Bankroll. No, A.J. Brown is like, you can't ask questions about him. He's anymore. untouchable. Daniel Song, Sky or Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook? Sky, Sky. I have both Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. Who should I play tonight? Ooh, and Core, I, I'm going to go Gibbs, even though there is reports a little bit of a uh, – you could play them both, but I, I go Gibbs. I mean, Montgomery's the better touchdown bet. If it's full PPR, if you get reception points, it's Gibbs. If you only have PPR, I actually might go Montgomery tonight. Daniel. Hey, Daniel, what's up? Uh, two full PPR, Gibbs, James Cook, Moster, Gibson, or Rashad White? I'm going to go get the juice tonight, go Gibbs, and – Moster. I'd go Moster. Yeah, I do. And that's a great group. Wow, that's a tough group to sift through. Yeah. Um, Higby or Pitts? Higby. Higby. Easy. Higby. Easy Higby. Omar says, I need to sit one between Montgomery, Evans, Rashad White, and Antonio Gibson, full PPR. Oh, man. Oh, we got a bench one. So now Omar has at least a legitimate question after that hideous one. <laughs> um, I uh, I think I bench Gibson. I don't know. Full PPR. Really? Omar, really? Bring, play Monty tonight. Uh, Evans, you have to lock in against Minnesota. I'm, I'm benching White, I'm telling you. Bring this back on Sunday. I know you'll be there, Omar. You know me and CJ will be live. Hit us on Sunday with White versus Gibson, and then let's see what your context is. Um, RM. Um, so we did. We already get RM here. Is this yeah, that was the uh, that was the super chat. He nailed okay. it for us. All right, Lucio, half point PPR. Pick one between Montgomery, Sanders, and James Cook. I'm going to go Sanders there. I want the juice really? of Montgomery, but really? Sanders. I, I, I really that. like Sanders against Atlanta. I think it's a great spot. I'd go Montgomery. Um, Angelo says, pick two full PPR, Jordan Addison, Antonio Gibson, uh, Kadarius, Tony, Brees Hall. Hmm. I'm definitely going Gibson. Gibson's my favorite. I think I'm benching Brees until I can see it. Uh, and full PPR. I like Addison a lot. I think that Matt, like he's going to rack up like six, seven catches, Angelo. Sit one Dobbins, uh, DJ Moore, Evans or Dotson. Oof. Evans. I think I said Evans. Yeah. As, as tough as that is, Brandon, I said Evans. As a Christian Watson owner, would you play Sky Moore tonight or wait for his status to pivot to Mingo, Mims, or a Giants wide receiver if he is ruled out? LBJ, if I had Sky Moore as a Watson owner myself, I would just play Sky Moore. As much upside as Watson has, now you're worried about him re-aggravating. Trust me, I'm in a world of pain right now. So I would I'd go Sky Moore if I had that option. Dak or Goff? Goff. Okay. And while while we have this right here, I'm gonna let you go. Um, full fire here, but before we do, I want to ask a quarterback question for myself. Dak yeah. or Tua? Tua. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh. I'm not a big Dak guy this year. All right. Time no, to fire like it up. It. Go ahead. Rapid fire, Wolfpack. Last call for that thumbs up. We're going to mow through the mailbag and hit all your questions before kickoff. Kyron Williams or Tajay Spears, better stash? I, I think Spears is like overall the better stash, but for your situation, if you own Cam Akers, Kyron might make more sense, but I think Spears overall is the better stash. Uh, only concern is Detroit. Not nah, you're you're good. Uh, their pass defense they, they suck kind of on both sides of the ball, but their their pass D is particularly worse. Tegan's for Devonta Smith. Good. Uh, I'd rather have 
I, you can't be worrying about bye weeks right now, but I'd rather have Devonta Smith myself. Kristen Mann, keeping Sky on the bench, playing Devontae, Juju, and Dotson. I'd play Sky over Juju, uh, Kristen. I would. Um, Kadarius Tony tonight or Evans on Sunday? Definitely Sunday, Evans. Um, don't sit Terry either. I would, I would, let's see what Kadarius does. It, make sure he can even play. Like it's been a while since he's even been on the field. So let's, let's do, uh, let's do Evans. Um, for sure. I think Hunter Henry, yeah, I think Hunter Henry has some, uh, some upside there. Uh, you know, Mike, Mike Gasecki's also there, but Bill O'Brien's used those tight ends well. Kirk or Williams, I'm guessing that's Mike Williams, and I'm going to go Mike Williams over Kirk uh, right there. Oh, there goes my light. <laughs> Got to pay the electric bills around there, Rose Street Journal. Tony yeah. or Gabe Davis, flex. Tony or Gabe Davis? I'm going to go Gabe Davis. I, I'm very intrigued to see what Tony does tonight. I think it's one of the coolest storylines of the night, but he hasn't practiced in over like a month. Like he's just started practicing again. He hasn't had any goal, you know, real game action. So I'm going to go Gabe Davis there, even in a tough matchup, Cordero. Uh, go Holy Cross. Yes, sir. Nick. Oh, yes. Yes, ma'am. Nicola. Good to see you, Brian. And I, I love the Lewins. The Lewins are the best. They've been they've been super fans forever. Um, Nicola. Nicola. Good to see you. I have Marquise Brown, Jerry Judy on our bench and do not need them as starters to try to pick anyone else, especially if Arizona's good. So Arizona's going to be really bad. I just don't know who you're aiming to pick up, but um, I wouldn't drop Marquise Brown because just because they're bad. Sometimes it actually works out for the wide receiver one's favor because they're just chucking and chucking and chucking. I think both those guys warrant roster spots. It would just depend on who's out there, but I wouldn't cut either of those guys. And go Holy Cross, indeed, Lewins. I love you guys. Uh, Kyle Tunenberg, Burks, Addison, Judy, Dubs for my wide receiver three. I'm leaning Addison. I, and you're, I'm with you too. I, I wasn't even reading your comment. I lean Addison and you lean Addison, so let's go. Uh, Will Massey. Is this is, Will? Is he one of your guys? Truth, yeah. Will Massey. He's one of my childhood friends. I, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh yeah, he says it right here. I'm in a league with Truth. I recognize his name. Yes, uh, there's a league run by a high school kid that keeps leaving me, twisting me in the <laughs> in the wind on trade. His big his big thing is he hates being left twisting in the wind. That's the phrase. <laughs> twisting in the wind. I love that expression for trade offers. I we, I don't even know where, how we can. I don't really know how to answer. I feel your pain. It's definitely a pain in the it's ass. Painful. I think he set a deadline, and if he doesn't respect it, you just take the trade offer off. You know, uh, truth. <laughs> put in Monty Gibbs. Uh, no, oh yeah, he's he's talking to you. I I don't think the Gibbs pitch count thing is actually real. Uh, Najee, Mike, we'll Will, Mike, Will, or Dobbins, full PPR need two. I'm going to bench Najee there and play the others OD. Thoughts on Dalvin Cook and Zeke this year? I'm not a huge fan of either. The aging veterans at running back, typically, they, you know, you start to hit a cliff and they, they fall fast. I think Zeke can get a lot of touchdowns. I think Cook could have some value, but I, I just, I'm not, I'm not a diehard on either of those guys, uh, Nicola. I play versus St. Oh yeah, I'm fucked too. I'm placing him too. Uh, but he's on my second team. No, no, you can't bench St. Brown. I, I, I get it. It sucks um, that you're kind of like it torn, but at least it like minimizes the damage because he's going to be so damn good. It would be doubly damaging, Brandon, if you bench him and then he has 11 for 150 and two, and you don't even get to benefit from it. Like he's going to go monster tonight. So you have to at least benefit from it where you can. There's no way you bench St. Brown. I, I get it. I actually don't get it. You got to play St. Brown. Seven minutes till kickoff, Wolf. I like that you said LOL, by the way. So, you know, yeah, five minutes. Okay, here we go. 750, we're almost there. Flex Sky Moore, Mingo, Jaden Reed. I go Sky Moore, absolutely for Seti. Let's go. Uh, Monty, Jamal, James Cook. I'm going to go uh, Monty. Go Monty for the touchdowns. McKinnon or James Cook. I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go mm, 
I'm going to go McKinnon. Ah, I'm going to go James Cook. I really like James Cook. Um, and if you beat the Jets, it's it's usually through the run. So I'm going to go James Cook there. Juan Pena, always a loyal viewer here. Wide receiver flex. Van Jefferson, Knox, or Elijah Moore. I'm going to go Van Jefferson there. Uh, McKinnon or James Cook? I'm going to go uh, James Cook. Thanks, you all, for taking me off the ledge. Yeah, great to be back indeed, uh, Charlie. Javante Williams or Sky Moore? I'm going to go Javante Williams with that. Dotson does have the dog tunes. I absolutely agree. Deontay or Sky Moore? I'm going to go Deontay. I like Sky Moore a lot, but non-PPR, both of them are both, both PPR beasts, so... Yeah, but I like Deontay a little bit more. Uh, Sky Moore or Ayuk for PPR? I'm going to go Ayuk there, Josie. I, I love Sky Moore, but, I mean, we're talking about some studs here now. Start one, Dotson, Cooper, Ayuk, or Watson? I'm going Dotson, Justin Carey, no doubt. Okay. I'm so okay. high on Dotson. Yeah, no doubt. Sky Moore or Sutton? I'm going Sky Moore, Shooter McGavin. Uh, I, I'm really in, especially full PPR. I think we're, we fire him up, we get that juice. Uh, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook. Van Jefferson, Dan- you got to go Aaron Jones here. I mean, Aaron Jones is like head and shoulders above these other guys. Um, stat boy, Noah is Noah Gray is from Gardner and went to Lemonster. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did we face him in high school, CJ? We used to face Gardner High. I feel like Gardner Gray like, on the field. Is Gardner like the furniture capital of the world or something? It might be, but no, we faced Gardner High. That's when I got my first uh, career start as a sophomore. Yeah, I'm bragging. Uh, I, I, I faced Gardner High. Uh, rethinking my previous chat from Kristen Mann. Bench Juju. Full PPR. Adams, Dotson, Sky. I like that. Pollard, Mostert. Unless any of these are better. James Cook. I mean, these are all interesting guys, too. Um, I actually might go James Cook over Sky Moore. What do you think of that, truth? That's a tough one. Cook or Sky Moore? Uh, it's full PPR. I'd probably go Sky Moore. Ah, man, it's tough. I really do think Sky Moore has a great night, but I'd rather trust the volume of the running back. I'm going to go James. I don't the Bills running backs, man. They I don't know. So they sometimes we we hype them up, and then just sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Gerald Everett or Gray? It's definitely Gerald Everett in that Miami shootout uh, tunes. I think there will definitely be a live event, and uh, you can request that time off. We'll definitely have a live event at a brewery. If, if David Campanelli's coming, truth, you have no excuse. We got to get you there. I mean, you yeah, have plenty of valid excuses, but we're going to get more, you there. Campanelli's getting there. The more warning you can give me, the better. Yeah, I'll talk to I'll talk to old planners maybe this weekend and figure that out. Uh, if you had to flex McKinnon or Sky, which one nine oh nine? Ooh, two guys tonight. Which one do you feel better about, Truth? McKinnon or Sky? Yeah, I, uh, McKinnon. <laughs> I feel like McKinnon's a little more proven. Um, and we got another, I mean, the same exact question for Jeremiah. Oh, well, now I'm going to say Sky, now Sky, Moore. Sky Moore. The ceiling <laughs> is Sky Moore. The floor is McKinnon. Oh, yep. I'm going Sky Moore. I really think this is Sky Moore's coming out party tonight. Let's okay. go. Let's ride Sky Moore, baby. Let's go. Three minutes. Uh, after Three for minutes. my second lead now, Jones and Jacobs. Uh, yeah, you keep Jones and Jacobs in there. And then Gibson would be the next man up uh, if you have a flex. John Dotson or Sky Moore? Definitely Jahan Dotson. No doubt for me there. Uh, Jahan Dotson, yes, uh, Antoine. Um, good context. But, yeah, I go Jahan Dotson over Sky Moore. I meant to say, uh, who should I put in my flex? Connor, Dylan, or Gibson? Yeah, you're going Gibson there. Um, I'm having a hard time playing Sky. Yeah, I, I mean, you don't have to. I, you definitely play Dotson, Tim Gray. Play Dotson. That's, that's the answer. Uh, you I, I, you want to play him, then play him. But I'm going Dotson, no doubt. Should I start Jarek McKinnon, Jamal Williams, or Brandon Cooks? I would probably go Jamal Williams, you know, the, 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 every down. Uh, maybe Jarek McKinnon. I'm going Jarek McKinnon. I'm going McKinnon. <laughs> get, the, get the juice tonight. That, the, all of them are very equal there, Trevor. That's a tough one. Uh, should I start Christian Kirk, Sky Moore, or London? 
I'm going to go Sky Moore there. Uh, no, I'm going Drake London, Saul. I'm going Drake London. Uh, he's the true receiver one there. McKinnon over Brees. Pete, I think I do it. I- I'm worried about Brees week one. I think they ease him in. So I'm going McKinnon there. Moore or Ridley, full PPR for Ryan Stoddard. Uh, I'm going to go Ridley, 110%. That's not even close. Uh, Mixon or Pacheco, definitely Mixon, 10,000 times. Definitely Mixon. Uh, London over those three, I think that's a repeat. He's definitely I'm, – I'm putting you in timeout, Saul. We've answered it. So I'm going to put you in timeout. Uh, you heard your answer. I, that puts that out of the million repeats. We can't have that. Uh, I'm always going to get to it. Don't worry. Sky, Flowers, or JSN? I'm going to go Sky Moore here, just just Yoshia. Let's go. Start two, Mike Evans, Sky Moore, Deontay. I bench Sky Moore there, Muffins. Um, Pat Sullivan, Tony, Davis, Hall, Charbonneau. One running back, one flex. Running back, ooh, I'll go Brees Hall in that case. And then flex, I'm going to go Gabe Davis. Pacheco or Miles Sanders? I'm going Miles Sanders there, Andrew Clemson. I, I really feel good about him against Atlanta. Evans and uh, Deontay. If Watson's in, we'll have to revisit on Sunday, Muffins. Uh, ask it once. Oh, yeah, so Tunes is happening. Uh, did you say Todd? Yes, he did. I caught that as well. He did say Todd Bowles. Did I? <laughs> Mike Thomas, D-Hop. It's D-Hop there on uh, 909. Start Zay Flowers or Tony? I'm going Zay Flowers, Cavs. Uh, Pacheco uh, or Sanders? I'm going Sanders, Andrew. And you asked that three times, so – you're going to timeout. One of the few. What? It doesn't matter because we're done. It's eight nineteen. The wolf got in under the wire. Let's give him a hand. We made it through Wolfpack week one. Let's go. Best of luck. Here we go, Jared Goff. Stuck at Mahomes in ASB, even though you're going to kill it. They're facing me. Uh, but thank you guys so much. On your way out, if you didn't already, hit that thumbs up button. Consider liking and subscribing. RotoStreetJournal.com, where you can find my rankings and all our incredible content and all our great. Uh, analysts there. Thank you again so much for being here. What an awesome kickoff, Truth. That was yeah, fun. That's got, was that had been like 200 questions. I mean, not 200, but maybe 100 or so by At the least. end. Like, that was great. Um, you love to have your season kickoff like that. That was awesome. So pumped to be back. Cheers to all of you guys. Cheers to you, Truth. Best of luck tonight. Uh, let's go Montgomery, right? You played him? I'm playing Montgomery tonight. And, and I'm pulling, pulling for a big kicking game from Harrison Butker and Omar coming in off the top ropes at the very end. With a twenty dollars super chat, thanks again. What a legend! From two leagues outright, co-champed and three others. Thanks to you guys. So, got to show some love. Beers on me tonight for the game. Thanks a lot. Let's do it again. Cheers. Wanted to wait until questions were done. Thanks a lot, Omar. You're a true super fan. That's a class move all around. Uh, and we'll see you guys later. What a classy move from Omar Foster to wrap up the show. Omar, I'm going to head out to have some wings, and it's it's fifty cent wing night, so I might eat forty wings on that super oh, chat. Yeah, right where, where's my cut of that twenty, Wolf? I want a couple wings. Yeah, yeah, you're getting nothing. It's it's all going to the wings and me. <laughs> all right. No, That's we'll fair. make sure you get your cut truth. That's fair. Absolutely. All right. All right well, cheers, guys. RotorStreetJournal.com. We breed and feed you fancy wolves. Awesome show. We'll be live again Sunday, uh, 11, or 1045 a.m., hitting all your questions on Sunday as well. Omar, thank you again so much for we, wrapping up the show with a generous super chat. And a roll for Sunday sheep, reaction? guys. Well, Sunday reaction? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, definitely – I want to fire that up every time, Truth. I love that show. I know it becomes a little bit of a a pain on Sundays, but it's like it's it's, every time we do it, I love it. It's fun. We get a lot of views, and you're usually hammered. So I think we should do it. (laughs) What could go wrong? Everything. Everything. That's when I get called into the office on Monday morning. Exactly. (laughs) In a world full of busy sheep, be the wolves, guys. Thank you again so much. What a great kickoff. Cheers. Cheers.
Later. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. 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 Second effort, third effort, touchdown! Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks. <laughs>